0: Discovered the Lost Ark, he conquered a Temple of Doom, he defeated an army of evil, and now he's looking at a gopher. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull from one of the greatest adventure franchises of all time comes a new installment that will make you wish you were watching The Mummy. Team up with Indiana Jones and the kid from Transformers to track down the skull of a stupid alien. That should never have been in this movie in the first place. With this, Spielberg and Lucas take a giant steaming dump on their own legacy by replacing scary Nazis with scary ants, mountains with molehills, and Karen Allen with a far less attractive Karen Allen. Be amazed that the director who built a franchise on amazing practical effects would approve terrible CGI like these fake fighting monkeys, this alien this jungle sword fight, this lumberjack car, not one, but three scenes with gophers, sets that look worse than legends of the hidden temple, and this shot, Jeez, is this the same guy that made Jurassic Park 15 years ago? Prepare to feel old as you witness your favorite childhood hero. Be constantly reminded that he's now a senior citizen. To have reached the age where life stops giving us things and starts taking them away.
1: For an old man, you ain't bad in a fight. You're a crazy old man. Hey, old man! Get on, Chris.
0: And discover the truth that Lucas and Spielberg have become sappy old geezers. Their
1: treasure wasn't gold; it was knowledge. Knowledge was their
0: treasure. A film so lazy it reuses the same over-the-top sound effect. <laughs> so boring this backstory sounds more interesting he was MI6 when I was in OSS we did 20-30 missions together in Europe and the Pacific so disappointing its best moments are the references to the previous movies and so cartoonish it shows that a refrigerator will protect you from a nuclear bomb Are you f***ing kidding me? Starring Harrison Board, Gandalf, Shit the Bed, Vladimir Putin, Cat Blanket, E.T., and lucky to be here, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, five years later and I still want a
2: refund. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most Mike McMissounis. How's everybody doing today? And we are back. What's up, Jameson? How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm here. Yes, you are, man. We are back, sir. It's been a couple weeks. It has been. But we had a few Underground Hour episodes put through to keep everybody in the loop, and it's been fun, man. We're back talking some indiana jones today sir wrapping up
3: the big series finally
2: it's true man i can't wait to set up this story about why we're even doing this movie and i'm (laughs) I'm not even sure you remember but i so can't wait to set up the story when we get to the review man all right but uh how you been sir what's up tell me how how are things it's first time i've talked to you in like four weeks (laughs) right
3: ah things are good you know just same as always, it's winter in Wisconsin, I'm hanging out, Just enjoyed watching the Oscars this past weekend, that was a good time, and uh, yeah, that's about it, man.
2: You breaking any your laws lately? What's that? Are you breaking any laws lately?
3: I can't talk about that, oh, okay. I can't talk the case. You can't talk the case.
2: Oh, man, talk about that dark alley that we always refer to. So, <laughs> Oh, man, we got a loaded up show today, sir. We got a lot of news to talk about, so should we get into some movie and music news, sir? Let's jump at it. All right, let's do it.
1: Boy, you get me so high, buzzing like a beehive. I just a little kiss, but when it hits my lips, I'm sipping on sunshine. Boy, you're looking so fly Harder than July
2: Okay, so first up, sir, it seems every time we get together, somebody dies. I I don't know, man. Maybe we're supposed to cancel or something because we had a new person, uh, unfortunately, pass. But, you know, it was uh, Mm -hmm. health-related, just like the last one. But we lost Egon, sir, from uh, Ghostbusters. Mr. Harold Ramis, the genius writer and director, man. Let's talk about some Harold Ramis. This guy was phenomenal. Uh, he wrote Ghostbusters, Groundhog's Day, And This guy was spec spectacular, man. Great guy.
3: Yeah, Harold Ramis. You know, I, I'd put when when we got the news of his passing that, I mean, if you, if you have any appreciation for comedies, he has to be somebody who you have a, a just a soft spot in your heart for because, especially throughout the late seventies, through the entire eighties, you know, into the early nineties. He was just—he was the comedy writer for for my generation. I mean, all it was almost all of my favorite comedies, he was somehow associated with. It seemed like so. It was it was sad seeing him go. You know,
2: it's true. Uh, what is it you had posted on uh, Twitter? Can we just skip the Oscars and talk about the greatest year in film 1984? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, that was funny, man. Good times. It's true. Yeah, man, Harold Ramis, what did this guy do? He did some Groundhog's Day. He did mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, wrote 1 and 2, and then he did National Lampoon's. Yes. Uh, number 1 or the first one? It? The first one, man. Yeah. Good times. Uh, now Stripes, did he do that yes. one? Yes. Wow. In
3: stripes, that was one, yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, what else did he do?
3: Groundhog Day. Man.
2: Well, we already mentioned that one. All
3: right then, uh, <laughs> which we definitely gotta do. Caddyshack? For... We say Caddyshack?
2: No, we did not. Wow. There you go, man. And this guy wrote these movies, and some of them he directed. So. Yeah, crazy. So really th- talented. Now the thing is, the Ghostbusters three, you know, news of course came about, and saying that they're still going to proceed and just do some rewrites sounds familiar. And I don't know, man. I do have to say this. The artwork that the fans have created, some of my favorites have been Egon going up into the sky, going into the the little toaster and, and the other three guys waving by or yeah. the one with him and Slimer walking into heaven together is probably my favorite. There's a lot of great pictures that I really dig and it was so much love and respect. But what do you think about Ghostbusters three going forward now?
3: I think I'm even I have an even stronger opinion than I had before that there this should just not happen. I agree. Just stop. And I just Dan Aykroyd needs to stop. You know, it's. it seems like he's the only person that's really pushing for this. I think he's worn the fans out. I think I, you, there's no way you could live up to it no matter how I mean there's different directions you can go with it and you know that's fine. But I just think it needs to stop. And if you want to do something different but similar, go ahead. But putting the Ghostbusters 3 name out there, I think we've seen that it is tough to have a sequel of, of a franchise 25, 30 years later. Yeah. It's not worth it most times. And I, this is a prime example of that.
2: Agree, sir. Speaking of which, did you hear about this new Matrix trilogy they're thinking about doing?
3: Yeah, I read something about that.
2: I watched the first one, and I've never seen any other one because I could really, really, I could really care less. I didn't really like the first one. I mean, it was cool for the the slow mo Max Payne effect, if you will, that they created. That's cool, but I don't know. I got lost after the green pill, blue pill, whatever it was. <laughs> I was done. So essentially, we're sitting in chairs in a, in a world that we're sleeping or something like that. I don't know.
3: Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, you know what? The first one is the great one. The second one is horrible.
2: That's what I hear. The third
3: one is even worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. That's what I hear. That's what I hear, man. Yeah. Ooh, crazy. That's my opinion. So, Miss Scarlett Johansson, your fave from her. Uh, the lovely voice. I love her. Oh, man. So cool to see her rack up that uh, Oscar, sir, for screenplay. That was so good. Um, she, did you hear? She's pregnant, sir. She's preggers. And so here's the deal. I read last night that they are going to expedite her scenes and film right. them very quickly. So that way she's in Avengers too. Makes perfect sense. I'm cool with that. Everybody's like, oh no, they're not she's not gonna be in the movie, blah 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 blah. I think they will accommodate they've done it in the past, and they can definitely work, you if know they
3: can put a dead guy in a movie, no offense guys. They can put a pregnant <laughs> lady in the movie. Heck the Cosby show did it. You know, you can work around a pregnancy, good lord.
2: Oh man. I remember when Bones, uh, I know you don't watch it, but Bones was pregnant before she was pregnant on the show. And uh, they had to hide that, same as good old Mariska, Tark- uh, tar-
3: Mariska Hargitay.
2: There you go, sir. There yeah, go- I mean, there you goes just the names, man.
3: Black Widow is just always carrying a bag of groceries in front of her stomach, or you know, she's always got- hugging a pillow or something. You just hide the belly, no right. big
2: deal. It's true. Okay, sir. So I watched the uh, I watched this trailer, right? I-, I heard about it. I was like, okay, I'll-, I'll check it out and see what it is. So there's this trailer I watched called Sabotage and it's like watch the red band craziness. So it's a bunch of bunch of DA agents go in. They start smoking people. You got brains going all over, eyeballs, and then uh, somebody takes somebody hostage. He puts his gun down, pulls on another one, blows the guy's eye out. And then here comes Arnold, smoking everybody. I'm like, "Ooh, it's like Commando all over again." And then you watch the the trailer about how these guys are take going, you know, being taken out little by little i don't know man looks pretty cool man looks pretty cool so have you seen this trailer sir not the pg one the r-rated version
3: i have not watched the uh, red band sabotage trailer yet nope
2: have you seen any of the trailer
3: i did i saw the first one yes
2: okay so what are your thoughts so far
3: we'll see (laughs) i don't know i man i don't know i'm I, I want to love these movies. I know, right? <laughs> they just—it's—it's it's getting to feel like work to to love these movies.
2: I'll, I don't know. I'll tell you what requires work, and I haven't even seen it yet. And I know I'm not supposed—I shouldn't be one of those that I got to judge it after I see it. But I have no desire to watch some Need for Speed. They tried to force <laughs> that crap on wrestling last night. The trailer looks terrible. It looks like, a, hey, Paul Walker's dead, so let's do some competition now. Um, I don't know. I have no desire. I think it's a stupid idea. It's a great video game series, but seriously, you should know there's Fast and the Furious that gets better as the movies go on, not worse. And you want to try to compete against that? i don't know it sounds like a bad idea to me i think the trailer looked terrible so
3: yeah the trailer looks really weak i i enjoyed those games but so do never I. once was i like i would love to see a full version a full movie version of this game yeah not once
2: i i guarantee this is gonna bomb i think it'll be just in the same level as that i frankenstein bomb that's what i'm oh <laughs>
3: boy you don't you don't wish good things on it man
2: no man I think it's going to probably do worse than Son of God. Let me put it that way. That's where I'm at right now, man. Don't bring that movie up. I know. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. That's a discussion for another day, I oh, guess. Oh, man. Yeah. Terrible. Those movies are terrible. Let's move on. So Let's do it. Godzilla. Trailer. Oh, here we go. Man. Okay, dude. This trailer, I they tease Godzilla so good. Now, you got to love the fact that when you go to watch the trailer, it's uh, it's frozen on his face, the last shot of the trailer. But, man, it was good times, man. I have to admit, I, I'm not very super excited for this movie, but I do have to admit he looks amazing.
3: I couldn't be more excited to see Godzilla do it. This movie looks like it's going to be awesome. I just... This is a movie this summer that I can't wait to see. <laughs> this is r- number one. Can't wait to see summer movies. So.
2: Really? So yeah. th- this goes above Captain America. Yep. Really? Oh yeah. This is your because I've
3: seen Captain America. I've seen a good Captain <laughs> America. The first Captain America is awesome, and yeah, I'm looking forward to Winter Soldier. It's awesome, and it's but I haven't seen a good Godzilla movie in a long time. This looks like it's going to be great. It looks like they're trying to make it great and not just like, we'll just throw Godzilla's name on it.
2: Yeah. So this which is what
3: they've done in the past.
2: This is your most anticipated 2014 baby, huh?
3: This is this in Grand Budapest, which I'm getting this weekend, so that's almost out of the way.
2: What is Grand Budapest?
3: Grand Budapest Hotel, the new uh the new Wes Anderson movie.
2: Okay. So uh, yeah. explain to me what this is. I I'm I'm in the dark.
3: What, Grand Budapest? Yeah. Oh, it's the uh, it's a new, you know, uh, it's the new Wes Anderson movie with, you know, the guy who does Rushmore and uh, Moonrise Kingdom last year, which was okay. my favorite movie of last year. And this is the new one, you know, with the usual cast of characters of Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray. And this one he has Ralph Fiennes. And it's just it looks fun and crazy and exciting. and Excellent. It's a quirky movie. but
2: Sounds good. Yeah. Uh so we had more Terminator news come out, which I could really care less for let it uh, no just let it let it can we get some original
3: ideas (laughs) out there
2: this reboot of
3: terminator just bad
2: the only person who wants to see this is charlie that's it man that's cool but you know (laughs) doesn't mean
3: i have to and i don't want to be subjected to daily updates about what horrible casting choice they've made and
2: I mean, why is Arnold so excited about this? I mean, does he really he think... Because he gets
3: royalties, I'm sure. I,
2: what, is, what does he plan on doing in this movie? Does he plan on being the Terminator? I mean, for real, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm sure he
3: he has a large percentage of the Terminator name by now, and he's like, let's keep making them. I make lots of money. Like, oh, there's a guy out there who wants to see it. Oh. I, I, I'll tell you what, it ain't this guy, because I could care less for a Terminator reboot. I hear Especially you man Especially with the dude From Die Hard man It's true man
2: uh, Let it die man Let it die <laughs> Just well. bashing movies like Good <laughs> oh, lord Okay so we uh, The final bit of movie news I want to talk about We were supposed to About this time Get the Ben Affleck In the suit For the new Batman Superman movie, and of course we haven't got it yet. It's teased again, but they are. But Zack Snyder did talk about leaks and shooting is coming up, and so on and so forth. It does sound like we will be seeing the suit very soon. Uh, It definitely sounds like it's going to be the blue, uh, you know, the blue suit based on the way things are sounding. So, um, but it sounds like a lot of the rumors he put to bed, which is pretty cool. Have you heard about this, sir?
3: I'm exhausted with all the rumors. Yeah. Which one are you talking about?
2: <laughs> Basically about no Nightwing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're done with that. Um, you know, Wonder Woman is training. She is looking. She's getting a buffer. I can definitely say that. Um yeah, I saw that. Um, but, you know, when I when I see an awesome Batman suit, this isn't the one I'm thinking about. It's about the one in the video game news, son. <laughs> That's the one that I want to talk about. Should, right. we, should we get to some video game news, sir?
1: Sure. I want to play a game. Play. Ah! Evil. Like a
2: Let's do it, because you are not a video gamer. What is wrong with you, sir? Why do you not play video games? What's I up? I don't know, man. I just I don't game
3: anymore. I oh, used to be a hardcore gamer, and uh, I don't. I play whatever my kids want to play. That's what I play.
2: Okay, so uh, today, you actually broke the news to me. I, I've, been, I've been watching this minute by minute, waiting for this game announcement. Uh, Rocksteady, the developer created Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City. Batman Arkham City is my favorite game of all time, uh, it's fantastic. Now, a prequel game came out made by another developer, Batman Arkham Origins, and I gave my review on that, it was about an 8 out of 10, they did a good job trying to capture Arkham City, but there was a lot of bugs. In fact, there's so many bugs, the developer actually came out and said, guess what, we're not patching those anymore. So essentially they released the game way too early, dude, It's pretty terrible but everybody's been waiting for this uh announcement that there was going to be a batman game but of course uh they were trying to keep it hush hush and today it officially came out the last of the batman arkham series is going to be called batman arkham knight and you get to drive the batmobile and you watched the trailer sir you actually sent it to me and you told me how solid it was and i was freaking out because i hadn't i had not heard the news yet and uh what do you think of this trailer you saw today sir
3: uh, I think the trailer is pretty phenomenal, man. I mean, yeah, I just happened to stumble upon it as it was being <laughs> announced, and <laughs> like, hey, look at this! It's a pretty sweet trailer. It's it's very. I think I texted you. It's very reminiscent of the Man of Steel trailer. You know, it's it plays very heavily on the father son thing, and yeah, a lot of you know, voiceover of of Thomas Thomas Wayne uh, talking to can't, uh, why am I drawing blank on names? Talking to Bruce, and, uh, but the action and the, uh, visuals are awesome. Yeah. And that, man. that Batmobile looks pretty rad.
2: What I love about the Batmobile is it's a mix between the Tumblr from the Nolan series and Tim Burton's, you know, Batmobile. That's what I love most about it. Yep. Is the, the beautiful putting it together. And this will be the first time you get to drive it around. Because of the fact it's going on the PS4 and the Xbox uh, One, I believe is it. Uh, Those games are a lot bigger. So they made the city just a a much more big. uh, They made it bigger than Arkham City. That way you can do the driving. They essentially want to go out with a bang, you know. And, I mean, a lot of people are like, how can you top Arkham City? Arkham Origins came out. And they're like, yeah, you can't top it. But you have the developer creating the sequel and you know it's going to be top notch and this trailer really proves that they are headed in the right direction so I may not have a PS4 yet but I am pre-ordering this sucker so I can get the collector's edition so when I get the PS4 I can play it uh I am super super excited for this Kevin Conroy I know is going to be the voice of Batman because he let it slip last year that the game he was working on was fantastic and everybody thought it was Arkham Origins and when he wasn't in the game then people knew for sure it was for the last Arkham game so I'm super excited about this dude Good Definitely. Uh, before we close out because I don't really have anything for music I just had the movies and the video game but there's something I want to ask you sir it's, been, it's been bugging me and I, and I need to get this out of the way and find out what the problem is.
3: All right, let's fight it out. Let's do this.
2: All right, there's no fighting. It's, oh. just, well, maybe a little bit of a fight. So, uh, we did the vote, you know, for Arnold movies coming up, which I'm really excited about. The next episode will be True Lies, fired up about that. And uh, we did a vote, and one of the movies included in there is Red Heat, which I can't wait to talk about. But Jim Belushi's in this movie. Yep. And you have a problem with this guy. And I love me some Jim Belushi, I love K9. What the hell is your problem with Jim Belushi? Let's go. Let's get into it, sir. Jim Belushi's a hack. Jim Belushi
3: is a one-trick pony, and his trick is not very good. I do not like Jim Belushi. (laughs) Jim Belu—there's Look, there's never two talented brothers in a family. One of them has to be the hack. (laughs) Unfortunately, the talented one died.
2: You don't like canine? No. Why not? What's wrong with that movie? That movie's great, man. The
3: dog out-acted the lead actor?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the dog was awesome. Jerry Lee was (laughs) great. Sure. So so Red Heat, I know we, you know, that's coming up. I enjoy
3: some Red Heat, but it doesn't mean I don't want to (laughs) punch Belushi in the face.
2: So... You just think he's just a hack. He's He's yeah. got no talent. That's what you're basically saying.
3: Uh, he's got some talent. I've seen him play a harmonica. I mean, he's got a <laughs> talent there. But as far as his comedy chops go, he, uh, he just he's he just plays the guy from Chicago in everything and everything. Just, I don't know. Okay. He, he annoys me more than anything.
2: I, I guess we'll get more into it when we do our first K-9. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> jumping right into K-9. No, <laughs> I bet.
2: When we the do it. National- our- well, yeah. when well, we do Red Heat the first time. I talk about shit. I got canine and canine on the brain. I'm sorry. I love that movie. Why wouldn't you? I know. Oh man. So, sir, that is it for the movie music, which we talk about. Sorry, because I got unless you got some music news, man. I didn't find anything very entertaining at all. I totally don't. Awesome. So, why don't we why don't we wrap it up and why don't we get into the review of uh, the last of the Indiana Jones movies? At least at this point. uh indiana jones and uh what is it the kingdom of the crystal skulls
3: that's what it is
2: all right man let's do this
3: legend says that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city in the amazon supposedly built out of solid gold guarded by the living dead whoever returns the skull to the city temple Will be given control over its power.
1: You will help us find it.
2: A simple yes will do. Well, we will do this old-fashioned
3: way. Put your hands down, William. You? You're embarrassing us.
4: Don't touch anything.
1: i don't think he plans that far ahead i'd cover my ears if i were you
2: all right man so here's the thing let's kind of set up this story uh on why we decided to do this i don't know if you remember this but this was last year uh actually it was this year no, it was last year. It was last year. Yeah, uh, we were hanging out at the zoo together, and uh, you know we we were supposed to get together a little bit earlier, a few weeks earlier. Things happened with family, couldn't do it. So uh, you actually were able to take off work, hang out with me and the family. It was really cool, and this was just the time that we were like talking about Indiana Jones. You know, I think it was. Like a couple episodes prior, and you just were on my case And I said, "Well, why don't we do a series about, you know, classic movies Masunus has never seen?" You're like, nope. dude, that's a great idea. We were just talking about Kick Ass two and and just how Brian felt about it. it. was It was real fun. And then you're like, "Man, but well, we can't do any Indiana Jones four though, man. I just watched; it's terrible." <laughs> I'm like, "So, so you're saying I shouldn't do?" It? He's like, "Well, I don't know. It might be cool because it's coming from a different perspective." So, so at that time, we were like, no, nah, Let's just do, you know, the first three because I really didn't want to watch this series. You know, I was kind of like with Rocky. You know, I kind of was like uh, with Rocky. You know how I, f- I fell in love with Rocky series after we did it, you yep. know, and I kind of was like, I don't know if I want to revisit it. But then I was like, wow, it was so good. So going into Indiana Jones, uh, you know, I definitely can say I've, I've been enjoying myself. But I think it's pretty cool that you were like, let's not do four. And at one point I was like, let's not do four. And then finally the advance, the fans said, let's do it. And then you said, yeah, let's do it. And let's get two different perspectives on it. And that's kind of why we decided to do uh, the fourth one. So
3: that's exactly what happened.
2: Exactly. So, uh, this movie came out in 2008, and we got basically the same thing, you know. Created, uh, you know, George Lucas did the story on this one, directed by Steven Spielberg again, which is really cool. Indiana Jones, obviously, uh, the Jesus juice didn't work because he's old, uh, and and we have <laughs> and we have his dad, good old uh, Sean Connery, he's passed away, and uh, I did I forgot Shia LaBeouf was in this movie, man. So. Here's, here's the thing. Going into this movie, I try to be as open-minded as possible and take away everybody's hatred on this movie. You know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. how I wanted to go in. Good. And uh, I'm I'm very excited to go through this and, and discuss where you are at and where I am. Um, so let's do it, man.
3: Let's get right into it. <laughs> let's
2: get. First off, why don't you tell me why you don't like this movie?
3: Oh, we'll get into it.
2: Okay. So I guess starting off, you know, uh, when the Lucasfilm uh, logo comes up, you know, it kind of reminds me of Star Wars. I'm like, that's really cool. You know, it's I, we didn't get that with the other three movies, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the beginning right off the bat. I get some Elvis Presley Hound Dog. That's really cool, man. And setting in 1957. Um, the beginning here, man, this race is pretty cool. You know, it's not the crazy opening that we had in the last movie. But uh beginning wise, what do you think?
3: All right, you want to get into why I don't like this movie. We'll start with this opening. This is like the the I don't know, it's the weakest opening of all four movies. Okay. You know, you get the first one, you have the great the great boulder scene, the swapping out of the idols, all that stuff, the booby traps right great awesome second one you have that great scene at club obi-wan which i really enjoy the dance number all the stuff going on gongs being shot mysterious waiters being shot um you know the third one you have uh i don't remember what the third one opened with
2: the third one was the boat right beginning of, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
3: yeah so i love it this one really nothing happens it's just kind of a blah opening to me you know you open in the 50s and all that but i don't know it just seems like there there isn't that much there to it right right off the bat
2: i mean i i definitely agree with you it is the weakest opening of the three um it's i could tell they're kind of going for a different vibe almost it's uh I, I like the cars, you know, the beginning was fun with the Russian, you know, and, and it kind of get right into Indiana Jones. You know, the first thing he says is like, you know, Russians, you know, and I did notice right away they're doing the old joke. You know, they've played mm-hmm. this in Sylvester Stallone movies with Arnold. I, I and mean, of course, this movie came out prior to those. But I do think that the the old jokes that they do in this movie, I think there's about three. I don't think they fell flat. I actually thought they were kind of cool.
3: No, and I think, I mean, you know, Harrison Ford said that, look, we have to address this. We have to address the fact that I'm an old man. So he, you know, he's a little self-conscious about it. And, you know, look, we're not going to fool the people, make them think I'm 35, you know, Indiana Jones. You know, the one thing I did like about the opening is, you know, you fight right away. You got the Cold War Russians. You find out that Indy's been caught. And the first thing you see is his, his fedora, his hat, go rolling out.
2: Yep, I love it. And that. then
3: you see that iconic shadow. You know, he picks up the hat, and all you see is a shadow of Indy. Right. Like, oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, and I then really And he turns it. around, and you're like, oh, it's Indy's grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I, I do. I love that shot. with. There's a multiple shots that I love in this movie. Mm-hmm. I love that shot where he, he grabs the hat, you get the little tiny bit of the theme song in the background, and then you kind of see the wrinkles on his face. So I really didn't know how I was going to take this. I was like, okay, clearly he's old. How can he pull this off? You know, that's kind of how I'm watching. Keep in mind, I'm trying very hard to keep this whole alien crap out of my head and who's supposed to be showing up later on in the movie and all this. And I'm just trying to watch it fresh, you know, and immediately. Uh, I'm kind of drawn, speaking of Die Hard, I'm kind of drawn into Die Hard 3 mode when uh, I see a a lady show up who's blonde with glasses who looks like the ugly, disgusting woman in Die Hard 3 and then it's Kate Blanchett and then she takes off her glasses and doesn't look anything as bad as that girl in (laughs) Die Hard 3. Oh, man.
3: Yeah, Dr. Colonel Dr. Irina Spalko.
2: Now, here's what I like. I like the fact that we have a female villain Mm -hmm. This time, I think that's cool. It's a good way to change the, you know, change things up. Uh, She's definitely, she's smart. She is cunning. You know, she knows her crap and she ain't afraid to to smoke you if she needs to. (laughs) You know, that's kind of how, you know, I I would say Irina doesn't really get a lot of screen time in this movie. But this opening here, I, I, I guess the race, I'm not really considering the race opening this beginning sequence with just dealing, at the yeah, at the warehouse. This is really fun for me. This, this sequence here, because here's what I love. Indiana, or they don't actually call him Indiana in this movie. It's just Henry, so I guess I should get rid of Indiana and just call him Henry. So Henry, he's got all these guns on him and stuff, and you know he's told he's got to go find this crate, and. I love how he just takes the bullets and the gunpowder and he's just like slowly manipulating them to do what he needs to empty out their ammunition. I thought that was Mm. really priceless, man. It was, it was very witty. It was good times. Here's okay. So there's a couple
3: of things in this opening that, that I I noticed. Um, First off, I love how, so they're at this USAF warehouse, air force warehouse, right? Right. And,
2: it says uh, it says fifty one when it opens. So I'm like, okay, let's say I didn't know about aliens. This is supposed to clue you in. So right. Yeah.
3: So the the doors of the the Russians first they take over the base with little problem. Okay, and they <laughs> they open the doors to. There, there's three guards at this base, I guess that that guard like the world's most precious treasures. But so the Russians come and they they open up the door. One of the things that I love is. The door opens to the warehouse and instantly you see all these crates everywhere and the arc theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark plays. I love that. I I love that that you get that that arc theme making you think you know, they don't say it or not, but they hint at this is probably where the arc is being held. It's in this place, because that theme song comes on. I love that. The thing that bothers me is when you first meet Irina Spelko.
2: You think she's psychic?
3: She's yeah. Was she reading minds? She's supposed to be able to read minds. Like she's trying to read Indy.
2: Yeah. That was a little dopey. I was like, what the hell is going on? Come on.
3: You know? Yeah. The, the other thing that I love though, and that I'd forgotten about is in this opening, um, before that, I think before they even start Indy throws a punch or he, no, he gets drilled and I forgot how much I love the classic sound, the indie sound of punches. Spielberg has this amazing sound that he uses for all of Indiana Jones's punches. I don't know what they use, slapping wet celery with a basket. I don't know what they use for the gaffers, but it's uh, the Foley work, but it's great. It's an iconic sound of every time Indy throws a punch, it has this great sound. I like that in the opening, but the rest of the opening gets a little goofy after they find what they're looking for. I think,
2: Oh, there's a lot of goofy in this movie. I let's put it this way. I, 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 lo- I think uh, I don't want to say too much right away, mm-hmm. but I really, I really liked this movie a lot. I, I had a lot of fun and, and I totally see where everybody's coming from. Uh, to me, things fall apart at the end of the movie. The last twenty minutes is where things fall apart for me. Um, but there, I've noticed there's a number one. There's a hell of a lot more violence in this movie, uh, big time. I mean, people are set on fire. You know, he in the warehouse, he crashes through and knocks seven guys just in the air. Um, I mean, there's a lot of violence that they totally went up. And then there's some ridiculous scenes that we'll talk about when we get there. <laughs> yes. Uh, but this warehouse scene, I, I like when he grabs the whip. You know, he's trying to catch up to uh, what's your what's your face? <laughs> and he and go, yeah, he swings and goes back. He's and he just makes a joke about how. Damn, I thought that was closer. Yeah. I really like I really like this Indian this Henry Jones, you know, cuz like I told you, I fell in love with him in number 3 and this feels like the perfect progression of how his character would be. I think Harrison Ford did a fantastic job of what what would Indiana Jones really be this many years? How would he act? And I noticed he spoke a lot less than he did in the other movies but everything he said was gold and so, go ahead.
3: So let's, you know, let's explain what's happening. Cause this, this opening does set up the entire right or horribleness that we get at the end. So <laughs> they're in the warehouse. The, 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 Russians are looking for something. They're using Dr. Jones, uh, because he knows he's, he's had his hands on this before he helped store this package that they're trying to find in this stacks and stacks and stacks of, of crates. and, He says it's magnetic that, like you said, he uses their gunpowder and all that stuff to the the metal in it to draw towards he knows what they're looking for is magnetic. They find it, they open up the crate, and oh, it's an alien. They cut into it, hey, it's an alien. And he and his buddy Mac are there, and you know, the Russians have their guns on him, and all of a sudden he, while they're looking at the alien, he and Mac get the drop on the Russians. And then what happens? His buddy Mac turns on him.
2: Yeah. Now, set this up for me. Okay. Unfortunately, I went in this movie knowing about the aliens. Okay. Right. So set up for me, your first time watching this movie. What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> Set it up. I, I mean, I, I knew what to
3: expect as soon as you see Roswell on the door. You know, like, okay, so they're going to find an alien in here. I mean, that's, you know, there, there's no surprise there, but... It's just kind of, so
2: what are you going to do with this alien now? What are the Russians trying to do with this alien? Right. See, here's the thing. I was expecting, like, aliens to be, like, you know, alien attack or something. And for the most part, there's this scene in the warehouse, and then... We don't deal with this until the last 20 minutes of the movie. You know, I mean, we have the skull, of course. It's just a skull. But for the most part, we're dealing with the normal, typical adventure, and a lot of fun ensues and a lot of chaos and all this and that. And it doesn't get to the alien crap until the last 20 minutes of the movie, in all honesty. Well, and that's,
3: yeah, there's a lot about that that makes me feel like this movie just isn't quite an Indiana Jones movie
4: okay because, I
3: mean, you know because there's a, the thing i love about the originals is that it is very much based in fact and this one is vaguely based in fact you know there's a lot of you have to take a lot of leaps of faith with this one as far as what is real what isn't you know and uh, once we get to the end that'll you know yeah definitely but but just it, it seems like the thing i always loved about the originals was all of them where they have the moment where dr jones is explaining the history behind what they're going after this scene in the in raiders where he's got the book opening and he's telling them about the power of the arc and they're talking about why the nazis would want it and all that that's all based in fact you know more or less right and it's just all those and then this one it's yeah i know that there's this whole theory of ancient aliens that came down and built the earth or would get created this technology and all that I, i've i've seen the a and e shows but it's just i don't know uh, throughout the movie it doesn't seem like there's a lot of indiana jones adventure going on it seems like there's just a lot of running around For no reason, like from the opening where the big opening is him just running from the Russians as they shoot at him. Like I, I kind of want a little more than that from him, you
2: know. Well, I okay, I really dig this. Uh, in regards to the warehouse, it was there's a lot. It was a really good fight. Uh, I like when he's on top of the rafters, you know, escaping the bullets. These guys are clearly bad shots. I love the little jo- <laughs> I love the little joke that he he just didn't time it far enough. He gets on the the little truck and pushes her out of the way, and then Indy kills about seven people as he crashes through. And then we get to the test site.
3: Oh, I love this
2: scene. I love this scene. This was just fantastic stumb- because he stumbles into this creepy little neighborhood. I saw Christine. I was like, yeah, it's Christine. Awesome. You know, I see Christine in the background. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page here. And then I'm like, okay, wait. These are all dummies, and I'm I'm going <laughs> I'm going with you know Henry here. I'm like, okay. Wait, this is, these are all fake, you know, because there was no water. And then you start to hear the countdown. I seriously was like, okay, this scene, how are you going to, how's he going to pull this off? And then he sees, I see the refrigerator. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. He, He gets in there and practical effects. This had to have been because it looks fantastic. I love the special effects when they blow up this thing and you see the fire and everything. Man, that is one of the best shots in the whole entire series, man. I love it.
3: It is great. The nuclear fallout and all that is great, except for him getting out of the fridge a minute later and just walking underneath the mushroom
2: cloud. Yeah, I was going to say, how the hell does he not have radiation poisoning? <laughs> He's literally
3: walking under the mushroom cloud. The bomb went off. Boom. He goes flying in the fridge and then he gets out the bomb. It's still radiating, it, and he just gets out like, man, that was nuts.
2: Yeah. So, shouldn't shouldn't he have – because there's a couple of scenes where I'm like, should have died. So shouldn't he have been, number one, dead in this scene?
3: <laughs> he should have been vaporized. He just got out and just – yeah. It, it's goofy, but whatever. It looks It cool. matches with this
2: movie. When he's looking up and you see that big cloud, that looks awesome, man. It's good stuff. So
3: then he survives the – the nuclear test.
2: Oh, so how the hell did he get to that place and get in scrubbed? Uh, how did these guys even find him? What's the deal? He just like calls the FBI and says, here, come pick me up. How did he get here?
3: I guess there's no explanation. It's I'm walking underneath the mushroom cloud and now I'm in the shower being scrubbed down and then I'm in my classroom.
2: I like when he's getting, you know, his stuff washed and he looks at the guy and he takes the stick and puts it on his stomach instead. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but before he goes to the classroom, that's when he has the talk, you know, where they're like, he's the FBI's bunch of douchebags. And you're like, did you earn all those medals? You know, all this and that, right. you know, and you find about how his friend was, you know, a, a traitor. And it, they're kind of questioning uh, the motives now of Indiana, which was because pretty cool. Everyone
3: they're, they're, at this time, there's the red scare legitimately, everyone is is accusing the other person of being a communist sympathizer.
2: Right, exactly. So you talk to these
3: Russians and you're alive now. You know, you helped them admittedly. So you must be a communist.
2: Right. And then we get the teaching and I love it, man. I love when he's playing teacher. It's awesome. Uh, it. I don't know. He, he, looks, he looks so much cooler now of being a little old. You know, he's mm-hmm. seasoned. It's cool. And I like the fact that for the first time, you know, the students get to see some drama going on. You know, I thought that was a really cool scene where he's being fired and he's pissed and he's letting the students know about that, even though he doesn't really want him to. He, You know, he takes the dean. And so am I supposed to understand this that the, the dean resigned so yep. he could get his benefits? Um, that, that's guess. how I that's how I took it, that in order for me to get you your money, I had to resign. That's kind of how
3: I took it. Basically he took the bullet for Indy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what you know what did you did you notice though? I, I love one little thing that they show for just a second, but in the hallway while they're arguing, did you notice what was hanging on the wall?
2: No, I didn't.
3: There's a painting of Marcus Brody of Indy's friend Marcus
2: right I mean of course I noticed his big statue where his head falls off later but while
3: they're talking there's a huge painting of Marcus Brody nice that says Dean you know 1944 1950 or whatever it said on it I thought that was a nice little touch right away like oh there's like why where's Marcus you know he's, he's always his guy here at the university and uh, yeah, so I thought that was that was cool to see.
2: What I thought was a nice touch was just the little pictures of Marcus and his dad
3: when they go back to to Indy's apartment. And yeah, packing up.
2: I thought yeah. that was a really really nice touch. You know, you didn't have to throw that in there, but it was just kind of cool. It's like first dad and then Marcus. You know, it was just, you know, it's one of, it's one of those moments that we don't really get in movies. Or, or, like, they would want to take the time to say, well, what happened to the other characters, you know? It, mm-hmm. it was it was something simple, but something I really enjoyed. I thought it was a nice touch. And I like how they linger the camera on, uh, you know, Mr. Connery for about a good, you know, five or six seconds. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a nice touch. It was good. Yeah,
3: there was... Uh, when, when we get later in the movie, th- there was uh, a scene where they were planning on bringing back a majority of the characters from the previous three movies. And thankfully... I think, decided not to, so...
2: Okay. All right, let's talk about uh, Mr. Shia LaBeouf uh, in this movie. Yeah, because we get a greaser coming down the street. <laughs> Mister, oh. Mr. Mr. Fonz wannabe, right? Oh, great. It's Mutt. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, was, was he in Transformers because of this movie, or was he in Transformers first and then went to this movie? Oh, I think Transformers first... I
3: believe Transformers was before this without having my IMDb open right now.
2: Okay. I got the feeling that he was in this movie. Steven Spielberg liked him enough that he's like he re- he told Michael Bay, hey, throw this guy in your movie. He was really cool.
3: Let's look.
2: He, yeah, why don't you do that? Here's the thing with Shia LaBeouf. Um, he definitely plays the same character he does in every movie, but I have to admit, I thought that when it's not a stunt double, that the really big fat stunt double – I thought his fighting stuff was really, really good. Um, I thought he was—he was, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I give him a, an eight in this movie. I—I right. I think my favorite movie by far that he did the best in was Transformers. No, actually, I take it back. Disturbia—that's my favorite. That's a good one. Yeah. That's so he
3: did Transformers the year before he did this.
2: Okay. Um, you know, when he comes in with the leather coat and, and, you know, the bike and stuff, I was like, oh gosh, he's going to be a Fonzie ripoff and stuff. Uh, now, I had a suspicion that Indy was dead. I didn't know that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of had a feeling when, when Indy's building up his character about, you know, uh, that's cool, man. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to love. I'm like, that's a really good father son moment. I bet you he's going to turn out to be his dad kind of thing. So why don't you go in and talk about what your thoughts are on him?
3: Uh, yeah. Shia, Uh, Mutt Williams. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, my thoughts on him, I really, of the four movies and every character in the four movies, he is my least favorite of any character in the movies. Wow, I think just serves no purpose at all.
2: Really, he just he, <laughs>
3: tell he me he how you He really feel. doesn't. He really doesn't serve a purpose. I mean, he he does his thing, and most of the things he does are just ridiculous. He just kind of plays a goofball. He's more of a comic foil than anything in these movies, always combing his hair and with yeah. cheesy one-liners He'd and
2: make a lot of jokes though.
3: And I mean, don't even get me started on his swinging through the trees with the monkeys. Crap that right there is enough <laughs> to make me hate that character. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it didn't, I know you're in the, you're in the fifties and okay, so let's have a, let's have this guy, this greaser and you have, I love the great, fight in the diner where you have the greasers versus the socias, you know, straight out of straight out of uh what, what's the movie now?
2: <laughs> um The Outsiders. The outsiders. Dude, I love that man. Number one, he doesn't have greasy hair. It's he has nothing in his hair. He just has it's like back.
3: That's why he always has to keep combing it. Put some I, product in that hair, son.
2: I know, right?
3: Get a little dapper dan in there to hold it down.
2: I thought that was a little dumb, but I do love that fight. I thought that was really cool when he's just like punched this guy really hard, you know?
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I see Mutt Williams as Spielberg and Lucas, Lucas especially, because he wrote this. So this is his it's it's always his burden when things go wrong. Um is he saw Mutt Williams as being the next logical step in the franchise and I'm going to Shiya's going to take over. Cause at the time Shia was hot. He was in big franchises. And so we'll pass it on to him. And then he didn't realize that he was a total douche of a person and <laughs> that he would throw the franchise under the bus, his first chance. And that, uh, he would just, you know, I mean, he, he admits like this is, it was terrible. So, Hey, I'm not one to argue with the guy himself. So,
2: okay. Um, So he thought he did bad. Okay.
3: He thought everything about the movie was bad. And uh, yeah, he apologized before the movie came out. He was apologizing for the movie (laughs) and just kind of backpedaling on, uh, on the whole experience. So ah, nice guy. Great guy.
2: Well, all right.
3: When I I step into a a hallowed franchise and take a dump
2: on it, when I was watching this, fill the tension there. When (laughs) I, when I was watching this, I was purposely trying to get the new, the buff, you know bag over my face image i was just trying to see where this character is going and i actually thought that you know he didn't make a lot of one-liner a lot because he does a lot of that stuff in the transformer movies and stuff um you know acting wise i think like i said disturbia is his best uh man i, I guess i don't i guess i don't really have a problem with this guy outside of the the stupid, um, you know, the fight scene, like some of the fight scenes, it's like, it looks like it's really him. It looks good. And then you get his fat like stunt double and you can (laughs) clearly tell it's not him and it takes you out of the scene.
3: See, and I really, at the time, I really, really liked Shia LaBeouf. I, I, I enjoyed him in holes. I enjoyed him in Disturbia. There's, I really liked him at this time too. And this movie really turned my opinion of him and and, okay, I'll give him a, a mulligan you know i didn't enjoy his character this movie at all that's fine um but i you know i i went into this movie without bad feelings towards him but this character just turned me on him
2: was, uh, the worst scene that i have the know you know i don't actually have a problem with the monkeys but i guess we'll get there in a minute <laughs> the worst scene for me is like when he's talking and he talks about his mom Mary, and uh-huh. he's like, "I know a lot of Mary's kid." He gets all pissed off. Yeah. He gets up in his face. And I'm like, "Whoa, that was that's look- in this scene right here in the diner." Yeah, I was like, "That was a little too extreme or overboard, or I don't know." I, I for character, it's like seriously, step back a little bit. All right, yeah. he's being cool, calm, and collected with you, and you're gonna get all up in his face because he doesn't know who your mom is, or something. I don't know. He took it as disrespect. Like, you want to hear disrespect, you should live in 2014 and hear what they call your mom. So,
3: <laughs> That's right. But, okay, so there's the there's the fight at the diner. But then there's a scene that I really enjoy, and that's the KGB chase. I, that's classic oh, I love Indiana it. Jones.
2: That's awesome. I love it. I mean, it.
3: that's just – there has to be a vehicle chase that lasts for 10 minutes in the <laughs> middle of an Indiana Jones movie. There has to be.
2: Yeah. And it, you were just saying earlier, though, that it's like him running around, but this is classic you know, it's is classic.
3: There has to be a vehicle chase at some point. And this is this is where they always get their comedy out. You know, you got him being yanked into a car, trying to get back on. That's one of the things I always love about Indy. This is where you get your comedy in.
2: I love the motorcycle like library scene. Number yep. one, we get the Star Wars scream, which, you know, I, I just love that sound. When, Wilhelm scream. Yep. yep. And then... Now, it was kind of ridiculous because they're sliding, so it makes sense that, that the motorcycle and shy would slide, but why is Indiana sliding? It's not like it's super slick floor or whatever. It's not like he's being held by a rope. That was kind of dumb. But I love when he gets on the bike though and starts to talk to the guy about, you know, giving suggestions on what to read next. It w- it was fun. And that was just a little over the top when he was just sliding with the bike. I don't know. Yep. I like I really like it though, but at the same time it bothers me, if that makes any sense.
3: I, I I understand. Yeah. You get the you get the uh the KGB that crashes into the Marcus Brody statue and the headland yeah, in your lamp.
2: That was awesome. Yeah. And then like uh he and then Mutt laughs. And Henry gives the good old Sean Connery look. That's mm-hmm. that's what I loved. you know. It's like when they start talking uh, later on about, like, you know, be who you want to be and stuff, it's like I could totally see him now taking over his dad's role. It's, right. he, I thought he transitioned perfectly from, you know, the – The energetic Indiana Jones to the kind of laid-back dad style, but not as laid-back as, you know, obviously he's still an adventurer and stuff. But it was a good transition for sure. I thought thought he did that really good character-wise and acting-wise. I totally got that vibe. That's what he was trying to do, and I thought he succeeded very well. So I like the knife... Little tricks that you know, Shia Bo- Shia LaBeouf does. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of cool. But there's a really dumb scene, like uh, maybe like 20 minutes later, where Indiana's like, "You haven't, you haven't have a knife." Oh, yeah. It's like stupid. You're this great guy who knows everything, <laughs> and you know, you just yelled at him earlier about put that thing away, and you're gonna ask him if he has a knife. That was kind of stupid. Right, right. But you know. So
3: we find on. out. We find out that Mutt's mom. Had sent Mutt to go find Indy, right? Right. That's kind go- of our next transition into the into the next chapter is what's the what's what's going on? What's what's with this kid? And he's like, hey, my mom told me about you. And uh we gotta go, gotta go help her. Let's jump
2: on a plane to Peru. <laughs> I love this, man. We was, get
3: the we get the red line going was, to Peru, man.
2: Awesome, dude.
3: <laughs> you get the great indie theme is the plane goes to Peru. Always love it. You can't go wrong with that.
2: So who's this Harold Huckley guy? Oxley? Yeah, Oxley. Yeah, who's this Harold Oxley guy? Is he the guy that doesn't speak and just holds the skull the whole time? And mm-hmm. then, yeah, who that? Who is this guy? I, I had a hard time getting. He's he I, because they don't
3: really explain a lot. He was kind of a mentor to Mutt, okay. but he's also an old friend of
2: Indies. So like a surrogate father to Mutt, basically.
3: Yeah, I think okay. so. Because, you know, he talks about how he never read or blah, 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 except for when, you know, Ox got him into these things. And I'm assuming well, we're going to talk about it. But you know, he was a friend of Indy's. And then somehow uh, he, he got to know Mutt, you know.
2: OK. Dude, fair Mutt's mom. Fair enough. OK. So, who are the crazy guys with the masks? Who the (laughs) hell are those guys? You you mean the cemetery ninjas? Yeah.
3: Oh, if there's one thing I hate, it's cemetery ninjas, man. (laughs) Always getting it up in your business.
2: Those damn ninjas. First off, this
3: is one of the things that drives me nuts every time I've seen this movie is this cemetery looks like a set. It looks so much like Hollywood backlot. It drives me (laughs) insane that, like... Dude, this is an indie movie. Why does this look like a horrible piece of crap set? But yeah, uh, they're there trying to find this. Follow the 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 I don't know the map or whatever that Ox is given the riddle that he's given and <laughs> going to the cemetery. It comes Peruvian cemetery ninjas that they got to deal with. Blow darts and the whole nine.
2: Yeah, it's like they're just chilling, waiting for people to show up or what? Pretty much just waiting in their tubes. Come like jumping out. <laughs> I love I do love the scorpion scene, though, man, yeah. uh, especially when he gets bit and it, he's like, how big was it? And he's like, huge. He's like, good. I thought that was really funny. He's like, well, the bigger, the better. You know, the little ones, that's the ones you don't want to be silent about. It was just it was I love that line. I thought that was really cool, man. Um, but yeah, that was dumb, man. I was kind of like that was a little over the top man. you know, it's 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 right around this
3: this time, though, that I realized when I was watching it. That, you know, kind of as Mutt realizes, he's like, "Wait, you're a, you're a teacher?" <laughs> you know, as Indy's going through all this, he's he's fighting off these ninjas and doing all this, and he looks up at him like, "You're a teacher?" He's like, "Part time," you know. And he, it, it's then that I realize that you can tell that Harrison Ford loves being Indiana Jones. You can tell he just loves being in this role, and it comes through. You know, it, it, you see Indy just loves. Loves his life of adventure. You know, he just loves getting out of the classroom and doing this. Yeah. And all that kind of comes through, at least to me, it came through in that scene where it's like, man, you can tell he's having fun with this.
2: It's true. I mean, if anybody is here, not for a paycheck, but just to have some fun, it's Harrison Ford. Um, I actually, I don't blame anything on on him at all in this no. movie. Um, I think the whole alien thing was just a bad idea. Uh, It was
3: when George Lucas was coming up with nothing but bad ideas, you know, and and I I give Harrison Ford credit for this because if it was just a payday, they'd been talking about doing this movie for like a decade previous to that. You know, it'd been like I remember reading about it for like six, seven, eight years before this was made. And he just kept saying, yeah, I'll do it. But you got to find me a decent script. And they'd gone through so many different scripts, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm not going to do it if it's going to be a horrible script." Well, he was wrong, but but I appreciate that he didn't like whatever we do. I don't care what I do. Just I'll give me the hat. I'll go. Give me a paycheck. I'll do it. I appreciate that he loves the character enough that he wanted a decent script. It's just unfortunate that George Lucas Lucased it up.
2: All right, so let me play devil's advocate here a little bit. So, first movie, we're dealing with uh, uh, spirits. That just disappear and and all this and that. Number two. We deal with the
3: Ark of the Covenant.
2: Yeah. And number two, we deal with uh, some voodoo. Uh, Sankara stones. Number three, we deal with some Jesus juice that makes That's you right. invincible and live forever. And then number four, we deal with aliens. So um, I really. Based on the first three movies, I don't really have a problem with the whole alien thing because I like where they were taking it. I wasn't actually seeing aliens or anything like that until I get to the end of the movie, which I I will get there when we get there. But I actually was going along with this because of the fact of it was just a little bag here. It was a skull here. But they were still giving me the fun adventures I've been having with the other three movies. So I was totally cool with it. And I was kind of like, what's the big deal? Why is everybody pissed about this whole alien thing? And then when we get to the last 20 minutes, then, you know, we'll talk about that. I I clearly understand at that point. But based on the stories of the past three, this fantastical idea really isn't that bad.
3: No, I, you know what, I never had a problem with the concept of the aliens being the, the overarching theme of this movie that, that I have no issue with because it is, you know, it is something that's, that's very real as far as, especially in that time period and where they were, you know, that's. It's it is a thing, and that's that's not a problem. It's how it was used, especially at the end, <laughs> that just like oh, okay, I see what this was leading up to was just garbage. <laughs> you know, it got ridiculous. So it will deal with that, but no, I I'm, I agree. I never had a problem with the the just the concept of the aliens being the thing. Okay, you know that's Cause, you know go ahead.
2: No, I was gonna say I am so I am so in this adventure. I'm so on the ride. I'm having fun. Uh, at this point, I'm I'm still at four stars with this movie. I, I was actually at four and a half to be honest with you. I was like, wow, this is really really good. Uh, I mean, there's a few ridiculous crap stuff that I've talked about, but I'm like, you know what? It's all in fun. That's what this series has been. I'm rolling with it. Everybody's having a good time. I'm gonna have a good time. You know, let's continue on. So I real I was at a four and a half, man, for a big majority of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you obviously where things go as we continue on, but I can't wait. I really was having some big fun. So let's get to our next big scene, sir. What do we got? Um, well, they find the they find the crystal skull. Right. That's big. Which looks really cool. It I, does look cool. I like this whole magnet situation. You know, I, number one in the warehouse, I didn't talk about when he throws the thing up and it just kind of flies. I was like, mm-hmm. that was actually a really cool effect and stuff. But I like the fact of this skull attracts energy, if you will. It's like a big magnet that, you know, as they said, you know, gold shouldn't attract to this skull. And it's just it tells you how much power it has. It's kind of cool. I dug that and it looks really awesome, man. It really does. It looks like a predator head, really. Or not a predator head. Alien head. It looks like yeah. you know, like from aliens, it looks like an alien head. It's really awesome. Uh so what do we have what yeah so he comes they come out with the
3: they come out with the magnetic crystal skull and just like in Raiders, they walk out and, man, the bad guys are waiting for us. Yeah. They walk out and the bad guys, are, the Russians are there with their guns. Take this, Thank you for getting the skull for us, Indy. Yeah. And take, take him and Mutt up the river to the, I can't remember the name of the city, but the, the city where they're supposed to go and uh, where Ox is. And they're going to use Indy to translate the gibberish that Ox is. You find out that all this talk about this Ox guy, you find out he's just a crazy old man just speaking gibberish that nobody gets
2: yeah you know one of the effects I really dig was the the guy wrapped for 500 years and mm-hmm. he's like man he looks like he's just been there dead for like a day and yep. then and then instantly he goes and he's like that's what air air what does he say air has a the, way with that or something like that yeah the, the oxygen just made him just disintegrate basically yeah and then you know when they when they get captured and Indy's, what, in that chair and he tells the guy, I'm going to bust your nose up, you know, <laughs> next time I, I get my hands on you. Yep. I thought that was a really fun scene because I actually was like, you know, when they get captured and he's put in the chair, I was like, how is he going to get out of this? You know, because we had, uh, you know, Irina show up at this point. She's pissed because he got away. But, of course, she's kind of thanking him, like, thanks for leading me to the skull, you know. And then uh, is what the hell happened? Is he, the Psychic powers... Overtake his head or something or what? I'm really confused.
3: Yeah, he, they tell him to stare into the skull and the powers of the skull make him go crazy. And Kate Blanchett's a little over the top in this scene.
4: <laughs> just <laughs>
3: <laughs> um and so the crazy powers of the alien skull wreck his brain. You can't stare into those eyes too long, or he'll go crazy. And but thankfully he goes just crazy enough that now he's on the same wavelength as Oxley so he can understand the gibberish that he's saying. Oh. That's just Oh man, it's it's pretty incredible stuff. It's a good thing that the staring into the magic skull thing worked.
2: Oh, see I didn't catch that. Good job. All right. Awesome. Yeah. You must have seen this word at once. <laughs> no, I've seen it a few times. <laughs> oh, so 1 hour and 4 minutes later, we get the Return of Mary. Dude, what That's the a hell? good
3: reveal of her.
2: Oh, it is because here's the thing. I love the fact that we almost hear the words Indiana and it goes Henry Jones. You know, Mm -hmm. there's one scene of that. But he automatically thinks that she's talking to him. And in fact, she's talking to her son. Good times, man. It is. When she comes in and, and starts talking to him and Indy's like, wait a second. What's going on here? Your
3: mom is marrying yeah. I love me some Karen Allen. She
2: this. looks damn good, man. Let me just say that. And her age, what is she in this movie? 106. Wow. She looks great for her age. Dude, she does, man. Yep. And I, I think the chemistry between these two is actually better in this movie than in raiders i don't know it's just kind of i i had more fun with them together in this movie because of the fact of it's like it's a really good bookend you know i like how they're bringing back the first movie to kind of wrap things up you know uh you know a lot of people complain about the dark knight rises but one thing a lot of people always agree on is it does a great job of connecting to batman begins and i think this does a really good job and connecting with raiders at Lost Ark, you know, I thought that was really cool. Just the the fighting and the bickering and stuff. And then, you know, they think they're going to die when they get into that pit, which is I
3: love that. Oh man, I, I, I love that scene.
2: This is my favorite scene of the whole movie.
3: Uh-huh. The
2: whole like, uh, you know, uh, oh he's such a great kid and stuff, and he's your son. Why the hell didn't you have him finish school? Uh yeah. So they're sinking into the. Not the quicksand, but right. the dry sand. Yeah, and he starts to go off about the uh, what, <laughs> so, what's the difference. Yeah.
3: So Indy and Marion are sinking into it, and they tell Mutt, "Go find something. Go find something to save us." So he runs off, and this is when the big reveal comes. Marion tells, you know, tells him, "Hey, he's he's. I named him after his dad. You, you're his dad." And he's like, "Wait a minute." All these things about hey, let the kid do what he wants. Doesn't matter if he went to school or not. As soon as they, well, why would you make him go to school? He's my son.
2: I, I, what, I call him Henry. Oh, Henry, that's a good name. <laughs>
3: and then, and then, so so, but comes back with a rope or a vine of some sort pulls marion out oh man then he throws the quote-unquote vine to (laughs) indy and it's just a massive rat snake
2: i i dude i cannot tell you with words how much i love this scene this scene is (laughs) i this could be my favorite scene of the whole series man it's that good i that's how much fun i had with this don't tell me it's a snake tell me it's a rope (laughs) It's so good, man. Uh, it is fun. Just grab the snake. Don't call it a snake. Oh man.
3: Yeah, it's it's fun. It, you know, uh, so at this point they're all on the run. It's Marion, Mutt, Henry, and Ox. They're on the run from the Russians. They got the magnetic skull. They've got to return it to where, I guess. And so they they're on the run. I love the I love the scene then when they're I think they're in the truck or whatever the whatever vehicle it was. Yep. And they're arguing. Indy and Marion are arguing. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, love love when he, I love when he says, hey, let's not let the kids see mom and dad fight, all right? Right.
2: <laughs> that was awesome. And, and I think what really pays this scene off is, I bet you had enough women, you know? Yeah, but there was just one problem. They weren't you. Yep. And, and just the smile on her face and then the look of, of Mutt staring at her like, what is your problem? <laughs> right. Oh, that was... That's priceless. She's, heads o- she's head over heels for Indy. At this point, she's officially forgive and forget. Yeah. Officially, you know. Um, man, it's so good, you know. And you, you could just tell he's just flirting with her. They weren't you, baby. You know, it's so good, man. I, I love these two together. It's so awesome, man. And then we get another crazy action sequence, sir. Yeah.
4: Uh,
2: this is where she, Mr., uh, Mr. Henry Mutt Williams, uh, less uh, big bad fat guy stunt guy uh he's pretty much it looks like he's really doing the sword stuff where he's stretching between two vehicles getting his nuts hit with the trees it's a really fun scene man i really really enjoy this sequence i thought it was really well done it was shot well there were a few things where i I was kind of questioning like well why are you looking at the cliff like that why are you smiling you know and some of the lines like well what are you looking at daddy O? You know, he's, they're getting away, you know. So let's talk about the sequence. What do you like about it, sir? Nothing. You don't like any of this part?
3: I can't stand the scene.
2: Are you serious? I'm dead
3: serious, man. I'm sorry. Hey, you can enjoy it. <laughs> well... I can't stand this scene because, A, there's so much CGI in this scene. And it's just, it, unlike all the previous indie movies, the thing I always loved about the previous indie movies was almost everything was a practical effect. So much, especially the fight scenes. We're always practical effects on a plane, punching a German, all that stuff. And this one is almost completely CGI stuff. Seriously, and, Oh yeah.
2: Where are outside the monkeys and the, the monkeys- whole, the, the whole jungle sequence,
3: mutt straddling. Most of that, the sword fights are all in front of a green screen. Just, I don't know. It, this, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I don't know the, it's kind of ridiculous. It, it leads to the swinging with the <laughs> monkey scene, which is, <laughs> I can't, all I can do is roll my eyes at that scene because it's just, it's bonkers ridiculous. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, there's just, the scene does not resonate with me at all for one of the action scenes. You know, I mean the, the big wheel on the jungle cutter that comes flying back and.
4: Yeah, that cuts was their awesome, vehicle.
3: Man. I mean, it's a cool effect, but I don't know. I, I prefer my, my indie movies to be like what they originally were, which was those old, you know, 1930s, 40s serials, where it was, it wasn't a bunch of CGI in them. It was just fist fights and stuff. And and this was very much. It looked like you know the Star Wars prequels to me in this scene. And I, just, nah, you I know, don't know.
2: You had a problem with the monkeys. I call BS at the scene where the truck dr- crashes on top of them and doesn't oh, it kill them. I was about
3: to get there. That, oh yeah, that
2: is told That's the that's the I hate hate hate. That's, that scene, So I you're hate talking it.
3: about when, okay, so there, Marion has one of those, um, uh, what do you call them, those ducks, right? Yeah. The, the, we, we have them up here all the time, up in Wisconsin Dells. You go on a, they're amphibious vehicles. Yeah. Land and water. Yeah. So she's, she's got the duck that they're in. And uh, this is after Mutt goes swinging through <laughs> Mutt. First off, just the, the, stupid look on his face as he's like swinging through with all the monkeys. And then as if he is like communicating with him, like, Hey, we're going after her. She's the bad guy. The monkey's like, let's do it. And then (laughs) goofball look on his face as he's "Eh," swinging like a champ through the forest. Like he's Tarzan. And then, Oh, good thing. He just happened to time it perfectly and lands in the passenger seat of the vehicle of the bad guy. Amazing. Hey, he's
2: got DNA of Indiana Jones, sir. It works, man.
3: Ridiculous. So anyway, (laughs) so, yeah, the sea. So then they Marion drives all of them off the cliff. Right? They're like, "Slow down! You need to slow down." She's like, "Oh no, I'm not slowing down."
2: Oh, I hate this part.
3: And she they go flying off, and whatever they land on the ground. And then here comes the Russian jeep. Comes. Oh no! This this is when the uh, it comes over like a, a dune, doesn't it? Like uh, a sand dune or anthill.
2: Oh, dude, that was
3: awesome! And the jeep lands that. on top of them. Bang! Right on top of them, flattens them out. And rolls off, and they all just kind of sit up like, oh, man, that was crazy, wasn't it? Not a scratch on us.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Wasn't wasn't the ant scene after? I think this led right into the ant scene. Okay, Yeah, it does, because I love the ant scene. Okay. So I don't have a problem with the monkeys, but I have a huge problem with her landing on a tree, and I have a huge problem with not being crushed by a truck. That's my problem. I don't care about the monkey. I think the monkey scene actually looks cool, man. Because I was like, hey, ain't no crappy. uh, What is that Robin Williams movie that has terrible monkeys in it? Um, That stupid, you know. uh Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. No, no. The one where they play the game. It comes to life. The jungle. Jumanji. Yeah, Jumanji. Oh, that is the worst, worst monkeys I have ever seen in my life terrible. I can make uh, better CGI monkeys on my computer, probably on my iPhone. Um but man, these monkeys I was like, "Oh, those actually look pretty real." But, you know, him swinging, I just was like, "Hey, it's in it's in the DNA. He's just he's just trying to up up his dad in this one." I had fun with it, man. I didn't have problems you did, but maybe I missed his face. But my <laughs> my my problem was her landing on a tree. I was uh, like, "Re Ridiculous. I'm like luckily
3: that tree didn't break. It just <laughs> gently set them down on the ground.
2: I was like, okay, guys, now you're going a w- little bit over the top. Maybe not a little, maybe a lot, but even this is kind of you know, I've suspended my disbelief in this series a lot. And for the most part, it doesn't ask very much of me to do. But this sequence was like, seriously? Like, you want me to suspend my disbelief for a big ass truck? on top of a tree, and it's going to miraculously just bring you to where you need to go. And, I mean, it is funny when it swings back and knocks all the guys down. I mean, that was funny, but seriously, you know. Right. But, so, but your thing get, is the monkeys, though. So. <laughs> yeah.
3: But this leads into uh, the the fire ant scene. And you want to talk about gruesome deaths.
2: Yeah. Tear. Oh, man. This, these, these
3: ants, it's just crazy. Thousands, billions of these fire ants that just come pouring out of these ant hills, right? And now we got to fight,
2: but we got to be careful because the ants will eat you. And they fly because what ant can just miraculously climb up a tree and just be in the air and still attack you? You know, that's what these fire ants do.
3: They do it all, man. That you, you know, and these Russian soldiers that are just point blank in front of the people and, and missing them. I mean, they. They shoot worse than stormtroopers. Yeah. I mean they these Russian soldiers coming by on the truck are ten feet away from mutt and just blah 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 with an AK-47. Can't hit him. Cannot. It's just goofballs. But yeah, yeah. I I like the the fight scene, you know, Indy having the fist fight with the big Russian guy. Because you know,
2: the ants can't touch you with the skull. It keeps you protected. this right. kind of, That's what I got out of it is that.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. Oxley lays down and the with the skull, and the ants go all around him. Right. You know, and so he Indy tells them to go. This is where, actually, we kind of jumped jumped it, but this is where he tells them to go get on the duck. This is where they go off the cliff. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Right here, but yeah. So, yeah, so he's in the big fist fight with the Russian and, and the... Unfortunately, the Russian falls on the ground. You know what that happens? You know what that means? Death by fire, Ant.
4: <laughs> it's
3: a good fight, though. You know, he's fighting the big Russian. I, I'm like, man, Indy needs Duke in his corner right here telling him what to do. Yep. That, that Russian's like a piece of iron. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. Kind of like Jago. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's
3: what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh, man. So- I wanted when when when, the, when
3: when he beat the guy, I just wanted him to just stand on top of one of the big anthills. Just Drago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Good times. All right, sir. Let's talk about this ending, man. Let's talk about the aliens.
3: All right. So they find evidence. They get into this temple city, right? Yeah. I don't know what to call it.
2: Someplace. It- <laughs> so- the city of gold or something.
3: <laughs> sure. The, well, I guess it would be the kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right?
2: Yeah, there you go. The title of the movie, I guess. Hey. I guess it means something.
3: So they find evidence that the ancient aliens were living there as gods, and they they had created all of this um, uh, technology that wouldn't be seen again for thousands of years, and all this stuff. Okay, you know.
2: And,
3: <laughs> and here come the I don't know were they Mayans? Were they Incas?
2: I don't. I should were, probably know. They were Mayans.
3: Mayans, there you go. Um, so they come out again, you know, all
2: just, ready to. Just randomly waiting for people to show up. Just hanging out, waiting to brawl.
3: Yeah. And uh, luckily <laughs> they get by him because they got the skull. They show that Oxley holds the skull up and they're like, oh, can't touch you. You're here for. All right, we got you. No problem, man. Can't
2: touch this. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. They, they, that's exactly what happened. So they they
2: so should they have go, played that during this part.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mayans just doing the hammer dance. <laughs> And so they go in and they, they get into the, to the temple, right? Right. And what am I missing here? Before They get into the room, right? Yeah. So they get into the room that's full of these ancient aliens, these monstrous <laughs> well, aliens. First,
2: they're, they're, all, they're all somewhat dead.
3: Yep, but, they're but, just skeletons but, of these aliens.
2: But they communicate on the same consciousness. So here's what I'm thinking, right? I'm like, okay, as long as none of them come to life, I'm cool. I'm like, okay, you know, they're all dead. You know, you put the head thing on. As long as it doesn't, like, come up and then all of a sudden it comes into a big alien, I'm going to be cool. That mm-hmm. That's exactly what I said to myself watching the sequence. And what happens? It all comes together to be a big alien. Oh, my gosh. And
3: and really, the I don't know what I hate more about this ending. I think it might be uh, Irina Spelko and her ending. Just, oh, like what she... What is she saying? She keeps repeating over and over, like, I want to know it all. Yeah, I, wanna I know want it to all. know it all. And then they and blow she, up
2: her brain. Yeah. It's just so
3: dumb. And the aliens come to life and all become one being.
2: And, and then we get a spaceship or something. Hey, yeah, it's
3: One of them flying saucer things oh. comes out of the ground. Like the temple folds up, and all of a sudden there's one of them there flying saucers.
2: Okay, all right, let's do this. Can we compare this ending to the last movie's ending and why the last movie's ending worked? This one didn't. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the last movie, we have rules, right? We have the, you drink the Jesus juice, you're going to live, you just can't leave past this line.
3: Can't cross the seal.
2: Okay, makes perfect sense. You healed my father because I'm still within the line. Everything makes sense. Everything's falling apart, just like the ending of this movie. But let's see, there's a big spaceship that comes out.
3: And
2: I don't. Oh, how is it the last movie is so believable and this isn't? And
3: I they know. tried to go bigger and better. It just it oh. felt so flat. Dude, you could have. I mean, you could have. Despite all my problems that I've said with this movie beforehand, there you definitely could have salvaged this and made it an enjoyable indie movie just within the last twenty minutes.
2: That's It'll, my problem with this movie is the last 20 minutes.
3: I mean, I've nitpicked the, the the stuff throughout the movie, but really it still could have been a really fun movie. Yeah. But this last 20 just leaves you with the, just a horrible taste in your
2: mouth. I agree. Like I told you, I was at four and a half throughout this movie up until the last 20 minutes. I was still, despite the ridiculous tree stuff, because at this point I really am just like I'm having fun. This is cool. This is what they do. This is the world they've created for me. I take it, man. I'm along for the ride. You want to swing through the, the, you know, the forest, whatever. Although I was always like, how the hell does the monkeys know to attack those guys? I thought that was kind of dumb, you know, but I was like, whatever. You know, I come with me, monkey warriors. I've forgiven a lot more stuff in 80s movies than I have this. So, so I put it as in, well, you've forgiven more, Mike, so forgive this. And that's exactly what I did. And then I get to the alien comes together. And blows her brain with with knowledge. Know everything. And then the I, I, I love after this what happens after, but this yeah. whole oh man, this is not climactic sequence, at all,
3: man. Yeah, no, this sequence is just such a such a bad resolution to what you've given us in the movie. You know, first off, you I mean, you don't really they never really give you an explanation of the powers of this crystal skull. They kind of do. And you kind of figure out like, it seems to be their catch all for everything that they need to happen. Right. Well, we'll just take the skull out of the bag and that'll, that'll make it better. You know? So the, the skull has so many powers that they just don't explain, but you, okay, I guess I'll take it on faith that the skull stops ants or, Mayans or whatever attracts a spoon if I need one I just take that out Flying <laughs> up to it you know whatever right that, that's fine but once you finally see like what the skull is for it's like oh come on yeah. You know, it just feels like such a rip off, just uh, an easy ending, you know, like you could do something cool with it, something creative, but it just seems like such an easy ending to go with just. And then when the temple falls apart and the flying saucer comes out of the ground, it's uh, okay.
2: Okay. So like the mummy returns ending mm-hmm. is terrible with the scorpion King, you know, C- yeah. CGI rock, but, yeah. but even the, the collapsing is awesome looking in, mm. in that movie. But this one was kind of like, I don't know. So how would you have rewritten it? Because you said just a few little changes would have totally made it better. You know,
3: I don't know. I, I Just off the top of my head, I'm not sure what I do. I just, it just seems so easy. It just seemed like the easy thing to do. Like, oh, yeah, we put the skull on the alien. Like you said, it better not be this. You're just thinking that in your head, yeah. oh, it better not be this. Because it, it is what you would expect. Why give people what they expect yeah. at the end of this? Yeah, you know, that's right. the whole thing is you should you should have something more creative than that.
2: Yeah, good point. It was kind of like, you know, ask my five-year-old, hey, how should I end this movie? Right. Well, the aliens would come to life, right? Of, yeah, okay, let's do it. There we go. Uh, but then uh, we end with the, with the wedding, which right. I, I thought was really cool. I really dug that. And I kind of like how you think that. Uh, Mutt's going to pick up the hat and he yeah, the doesn't was
3: blowing over. This is, this is the scene that I was telling you about where, where they had originally thought about putting in short round and Willie having them sitting there and they wanted Sala, you know, kind of like this would be the reunion. Everybody's there. Oh, okay. And, uh, they decided not to, but this was what, this was the scene that they had considered bringing everybody in for to be at the wedding.
2: Okay. Yep. Um, Now, before we close out with like a ratings and stuff, you were telling me, you know, before we started this whole series about the fans wanting this movie and stuff. And you were going to tell me the story of that. So now that we're here, you know, kind of clue me in on what's up with this movie. Like, how did it finally come into being and stuff like that?
3: This was kind of I mean, this movie was kind of one of those things, kind of like, well, like we talked about earlier with Ghostbusters three. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it was such a great franchise and it ended on such a high note that Spielberg kept saying, like, no, I'm not going to do another indie. Like, that was great. Right. We, we did it perfect. But much like, I guess you could say, the Rocky series, sometimes you can't leave well enough alone. And the fans were kind of clamoring for, you know, oh, and, and there'd be little rumors that would always get blown apart, but there'd be rumors of, oh, yeah, they're talking about doing another indie movie. and And it was just kind of one of those things that kind of, swelled from the fanboys that kind of got Spielberg and, and Harrison Ford and George Lucas talking like, all right. And George Lucas, uh, I go on and on about it, about it in <laughs> <case>. <laughs> but uh, he's never one to not want to tinker with something that he's worked on previously before. So like, yeah, I can write an indie movie. No problem. I can write one over the weekend.
2: So clearly this is like the Rocky five of the series, even though Age-wise, it should be the Rocky Balboa of the series. Uh, This week, we got news about new Indiana Jones movies. So do you think if they go ahead and make another one, do you think they're going to kind of pull back the curtain and be like, we need to fix what we did in the last movie?
3: I don't think so. I think they just move on, like, you know, you just – yeah, there's, well, the rumors that we've been reading, right, is that they're talking about making two.
2: I thought it was three or more. Three, three more. more. Yeah, three yeah. more after Star Wars.
3: I mean, they said that, you know, okay, if we make one, then it's a thing. But if you decide you're going to make three, that's like a whole other franchise of it. Harrison Ford is in his 70s now. <laughs> you're going to have India. I mean, how much can you have Indiana Jones do when. By the end of a new trilogy, he is
2: realistically going to be almost 80 years old. I know. And he I seriously was questioning, will he be believable in this movie based on his age? And, you know, for 64 years old, he he pulled it off and made me a believer. He, he
3: did great in this movie.
2: He really did.
3: I have nothing bad to say about his performance in this movie.
2: Neither do I. It's, but, my, it's my second favorite performance of Indiana Jones, to be honest with you.
3: But, I mean... He's, you can see in the roles that Harrison Ford is choosing. Now he chooses a lot of the elder statesman roles, the old guy who sits around in a chair a lot and just kind of is gruff and rough, you know, with, with last, just this past year when he had, he was in 42 and Ender's game
2: and he'll be in expendables three.
3: And he's, and I don't know how he fits into that. But <laughs> I'm sure he'll be sitting in a chair somewhere. I don't see him doing a whole lot of action anymore. And it just. There is no need for another one. Okay, this might have been a, a letdown for a way to end the franchise. And as we read in our, le- our emails last episode, a lot of people just disregard this and consider Indiana Jones a trilogy. Exactly. And that's kind of the way I have. Now, I've kind of changed some of my opinions about this, but that's kind of the way I view it. But I, I don't think you can try and fix it by tacking on another movie that's not going to fix it. You know, you just have to admit, even the Rocky movies, you know, I, obviously I hate Rocky five and I love Rocky Balboa. My love for Rocky Balboa doesn't change how much I hate Rocky (laughs) five. It doesn't make Rocky five better by having a good end, a good ending. I mean, it's nice that they came back and put a nice capper on, but they don't need to do that with Indiana Jones, man. Especially three more. Yeah.
2: All right, sir. Um, my rating is as follows. Um, I started off through a whole movie. I was at four and a half cause five is the last movie. You know, that was mm-hmm. five from, from minutes, I think minutes seven. I was just like, I have a feeling this is going to be a five star movie. I can feel when a movie is going to be five stars. I don't know what it is, but there's like this feeling that comes over me when I'm just like, this movie has to really screw up for the next hour to really Drop from five stars and the last movie i just had that feeling it was gonna be five stars and it ended that way this one i knew it wasn't gonna be five stars but i was like i'm having fun i so i started at four By like the 45 minute mark i was at four and a half so i'm like okay i'm obviously loving this movie how are they gonna screw this up and then we get the last 20 minutes dropping it down to three and a half mm-hmm. that's where i'm at All right. Uh, I'm at three and a half because of the fact of it's so solid performance by Harrison Ford. I love this Indiana Jones. I didn't think he could pull it off, and he did. He had some great lines in this movie. Um, I actually had fun with Shia LaBeouf, man. I actually did. I thought he did a good job. It was great seeing Marion back. I thought their chemistry was that much stronger. Um, But then again, if I go back and watch Raiders, I'm sure maybe I'll enjoy it more. But just maybe it was more of you know, the reunion was made me so happy. I was just like, wow, you know, it was so good. So, uh, sure. but but chemistry wise, hands down in the series is Indiana Jones and and his dad, uh, Sean Connery by far. That's the best chemistry you're gonna get in the series. Uh, you know, it was fun. Uh, you know, some of the characters, like the bad guy, I really liked. I thought she was cool. But that last twenty minutes, man, r- and some of the ridiculous scenes adding up just dropped it three and a half for me. So. Sure. Sure. That's where I am at. Cool.
3: Um yeah, my So this movie I'm interested this this last time I watched it. So I've seen this movie probably th- three or four times before before I rewatched it yesterday. Um you know, saw it in the theater, took the kids with and and was really just blowing out of my socks how much I was disappointed in this movie in it at the theater. Um and and it's it's an easy movie to trash especially as so I, I appreciate your perspective because this is what we wanted, right? Right, exactly. We wanted someone who didn't have the the thirty years of built up feelings about this franchise. Right, that's the whole point of this. Exactly, that's awesome. So, you know, um, so it, it was it's it's a mov- real easy movie to trash because you, it's easy to say, oh man, they're are Dumping on my childhood memories and all that. It's such an easy and I'm I am guilty of saying that about several movies. And it's true about several movies, but um it's funny when I rewatched it last night. I uh, I went on to Flickster to just to see what my score was from years ago what I ranked it. And uh I, I think I gave it a one and a half stars was what I had on there. It, okay. It, because I did hate this movie. So right right I I'm rewatching it last night, and this time I'm watching it because I'm taking notes and i'm i'm watching it with a purpose for the first time since the since the initial time i saw it right every other time it was just kind of there right um so i'm watching it and you know what i enjoyed it quite a bit more than i had the previous times there was a lot that i i just kind of let my guard down and just watched it and it was a great And like i said i can't fault uh harrison ford's performance at all and right. then, like you say the the stuff between he and marion and there's a, there's a lot of good there's now there's some bad that's still like, like I talked about that drives me nuts. And some of the CGI and mutt and just, and the ending is just, yeah. Yeah. And I can't look past that, but I do enjoy this movie. I give it, I mean, it's a cop out to give it in between score, but, uh, I'd give it like a two and three quarter stars, okay which is a, you know, almost a full star and a half higher than what I had it before. Exactly. I still, there's a lot of problems. Like if I'm watching these movies, which I do frequently, I probably watched the first three, five times to the one time I watched this. Right. You know what I'm saying? I agree. It's just one of those deals where I just I'd rather watch them over and over than this one. So.
2: Yeah. Um. As far as my ranking goes, I would do three, one, two, four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That, that's kind of where I'm at.
3: That's fair. So what now? As a series. Now we've got you to watch the entire Indiana Jones franchise. Yeah,
2: lay off me, chumps. (laughs) Uh,
3: Well done, man. I mean, it's it is. I can only imagine it's pretty foreboding to step into something that's this revered and uh for you know for so many years to step into it and give a fair review. And I know you were nervous with the first one. It was you could tell you were nervous with the first one. I was to say anything. Too outlandish about it, but so as as, overall, what do you think of this as a franchise? Uh,
2: I definitely because of this franchise, I now, um, really, really enjoy Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had, I've just, I've never liked the guy, and now I do. I really, really like this guy. I'm like, if I see that he's in a movie now. I'm am more like oh hell yeah I want to check that out you know um, I definitely saw his acting chops of just like how he could pull off comedy and pull off drama and stuff and it really made me a fan of the character you know I, I was just watching Grown Ups 2 the other day and uh, good old uh, Goldie Hawn's son uh, what's his name um anyways in the movie he dresses up as uh, Indiana Jones and I was just like yeah you know he 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 looks pretty good for a young Indiana Jones you know it's pretty cool and it just made me like wow I I really do dig that series um so as a franchise I definitely consider it for me uh, a trilogy I would you know, I as much as I really enjoyed this fourth one, it's gonna, it's really hard for me to watch it and then shut it off the last twenty minutes and yeah. just, you know, you have to finish a movie. So the last twenty minutes really does taint it. But um, I really enjoy the franchise. I would say franchise as a whole, this movie is still solid enough to where it pays so much tribute to the first movie and is still a love letter and its funness and its ridiculousness. And despite the fact that it's got a terrible ending, it still makes the other three that much better. So I would give the franchise, like on a scale of one to 10, I'd give it a nine. Nice. Solid nine. And considering the fact... I never wanted to watch these movies because of the fact of they're so, like, loved and all this crap. And, you know, you're right, man. I was petrified reviewing the first, you know— the I I, know
3: you were. I I really hear your voice that you were nervous (laughs) to say anything bad.
2: Yeah. And then when I got to the third movie, it was kind of like, okay, now I can be for real when I talk, you know. I I, I can put that fear down, you know, and kind of like, you know, I I don't know. It just— it's pretty cool going into it now and like realizing that, you know, I really didn't have to have those walls up that I did, but I'm kinda glad I did because of the fact of I got a different perspective now that most people uh, I think they hate this movie more than I do because mm-hmm. of the fact of they have so much years of nostalgia. It's like they made Commando Two and he goes up against an alien, and I'm gonna be pissed off. You know, know, and that's saying, you know, and that's, I'm saying like Arnold 10 years later, not like, you know, Arnold now, uh, that would be a terrible movie, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, as a, as a franchise, I dig it. I see it at Walmart now for 34 bucks. I'm going to pick it up on Blu-ray because I'll definitely want to check it out. Um, I still say, um, nothing beats the third movie the third movie is five stars completely.
3: It's the, it's the Uh, most complete of the, of the franchise.
2: Yeah. Uh, I still say in part one is four and a half. There's still some slow beats in that movie that are really hard for me to um, where I'm just kind of like, let's move it a little bit faster. Number two uh, it's kind of dark in some areas, but still fun. And this one tried to mix everything, have a little bit of darkness in it with the little alien thing. Uh, we still had the, the kind of the treasure hunting mode uh, of them going through tombs and dealing with the scorpions and stuff. And then we had the ridiculousness the whole like cliff and tree which you know they kind of do some of that uh but number three is the most realistic the most solid the most fun uh that movie could be four hours and i'd love it so (laughs) so yeah i I think a solid nine so the franchise
3: is better than regarding henry
2: yes (laughs) (laughs) that's all i wanted (laughs) <laughs> yes. Uh regarding Henry is no longer my favorite Harrison Ford movie. That's the
3: whole mission of this. I fooled you. That was the mission of this. Just to hear that sentence.
2: Yeah, you know, Harrison Ford, I would say on a scale of one to ten was always like a two for me. Yeah. You know? And now he's like a seven.
3: So that's th- great. That's, man.
2: that's what this franchise did. It moved them from two to seven. So I think that I think it did a good job. So.
3: Good. Man, I'm glad I'm glad we we got through this. I'm glad the the first installment of Movies (laughs) Masunas Hasn't Seen was successful.
2: Yes, classic movies Masunas Hasn't Seen. Yes, very good. Oh, man, so uh, yeah, should we uh, man, I had a lot of fun with this review, so I I assume we're going to hear some hatred, Uh, but we got a lot of emails, though, man. Do we? Yeah, we do, man. I was kind of shocked, so should we get what the STL Nation has to say, sir? I can't wait. Let's do it. One
1: shot, everything rides two.
2: All right, sir. Our first email comes from uh, Top Gun Jason. Here's what he says. Masunis, I miss writing in for the greatest indie film. Uh, I'm not missing the worst. <laughs> first off, I know Crystal Skull gets as much love as a fart in an elevator, but it's still Indiana Jones. I'm going to try and only focus on the positives. The first shot you see of Indy's shadow got my blood pumping. Indiana Jones is kind of an everyman Superman. He seems mild-mannered. And can we say this? How is he? He's more John McClane in this movie than John McClane is in Die Hard.
3: In the most recent Die Hard,
2: but yeah, easily. (laughs) Wouldn't you agree?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the most recent one, he's supposed to be on vacation.
2: Yeah, so, um, but uh, he seems mild mannered, and that, and then he's being the crap out of a bunch of Russians. You have to admit that there are several generations that thought of Russia is our enemy. I was one of the last of those generations. He goes into the storage room in Area Fifty One. Other, another cool Easter egg, and he finds the Ark of the Covenant that uh, was put away at the end of the Raider and uh, the Raiders. Nope. It made you feel like you had a history with old. Henry Jones Jr. You knew what it was and thought other people might not. I thought it was awesome how they made reference to him serving the OSS, the unit that would become the CIA during World War II. He had several adventures that we wouldn't know about. What a badass. I bet you wouldn't. I bet you. Wait, I bet you won't say badass. Yeah, right. (laughs) All right. My favorite part, though, is when Indy and Marion are reunited. I actually got a little choked up. I was, uh, it that was a pairing first seen by a five year old Jason. And now by 30 something year old Jason, it really meant something. You got a little verklempt. Yeah. This movie definitely won't hit the emotional marks by someone that did not grow up watching it. I don't expect you to like this movie at all, but as all of us that grew up with it, should appreciate it a little bit. I hope you are doing well. Mr. Masunis. kisses and hugs. <laughs> Top gun Jason. That's sweet. Very good. Thank you, sir, for writing in, man. Good times. All right. Oh, Oh, man. I think I might have to keep that in. That was funny. (laughs) All right. So our next email comes from, uh, we'll save that one for last. Let's do some time traveling. Peter. Greetings, Masunis, Jameson, and the STL Nation. We've concluded the indie series with by far the silliest title of the quadrilogy. I still don't understand the kingdom part of it, but let's go into this. Though I recognize it as being arguably the weakest of the four, I actually don't think this was a bad movie. That doesn't mean I think it's a great movie. I'll be honest and admit that uh, this was my third time watching it ever. I saw it in the theater when it was first came out, and the second time when it was released on DVD. I'll start with some of the problems I had with the movie. Uh, the Skulls being Crystal. I know that they're supposed to be alien but I just don't like the look of them or skeletons. I can give it a pass to include aliens cause I accept the black magic and temple of doom which is fair enough. Another pass I can give is the refrigerator scene. It's still Spielberg but the whole atomic bomb scene could have been a deleted scene. The character of Mac played by Ray Winstone. I like the actor, but I think they really could have done without him. I don't really like any of the scenes, uh, and it wasn't the fault of the actor. John Hurt is another actor that was kind of wasted. I think Ox should have been a little more comatose than actually running around functioning. Which, yeah, that was one guy I was kind of like, this guy is kind of pointless, you know? Right. Um I think Shia LaBeouf uh, was a miscast. Kate Blanchett as the villain was fine, but I had a hard time figuring out whether she wanted to kill Indy or just have him do all the work. A lot of the backdrop was so CGI heavy uh, that Mm -hmm. I think Spielberg was doing what Lucas did with Star Wars prequels.
3: There we go.
2: (laughs) The chase scene in the jungle felt longer than the Fast 6 runway. (laughs)
3: I love it oh
2: that's good man the this one- is peter yeah this is
3: peter. that a boy peter
2: the one scene i really hated was the tarzan vine swinging scene this is my guy <laughs> he gets it come on really some of the things i liked bringing marion back i don't know why i'm so forgiving of that tarzan scene man it's crazy <laughs> here's another character they bring in half but i am Concharian, so i'm supposed to right Here's, sure a, here's another character they bring in halfway through the movie, but once she's there, the chemistry between her and Ford is back. I really like the first chase scene around campus. I like how it starts with a fight between the football players and the greaser. Cool, uh, Cue and shake, rattle and roll. Good times. The actual adventure was fun, trying to figure out clues and riddles and such. And I thought the ending was a good way to end the franchise. I really hope they don't try to continue on with Mutt as the lead. It was appropriate on this last scene when Mutt picks up the fedora and right before he puts it on, Indy walks and takes it back from him. Uh, no one else can wear the fedora. Overall, I think I'm going to give this a low three stars. Again, it's not a great movie, but I still uh, bought it I still bought it to completion... Ah... Uh, I still bought it to complete my set, so I'm sure another marathon is in my future. Until the next episode, gentlemen, time traveling, Peter. Good times, man.
3: Nice. I love it.
2: Uh, well said. Yes. Very-, very good. All right. Let's see. The uh, next email comes from- <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's going on over there?
2: Oh, some guy named Jameson Rabbit wrote in the monkey seat is D-U-M, Tom. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Oh, man. That, oh, that is... guy speaks truth, too. Oh, man, that is awesome. Well, I know that uh, I know that uh, John the Music Man wrote in, but I can't seem to find his email. Oh, man. No. That really sucks, don't dude. Don't do this, Mike. I- Not now. Oh, man, this is terrible. I should have it, man, but I don't. So I apologize, sir. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, so I guess we'll get to our final email, sir, of the night. And that would come from uh, the man, the myth, the legend, sir.
3: Oh, ho, ho, yeah, here we
2: go. He wrote it again. And here's his subject. This is two weeks in a row, by the I, way. I know. This is a new record because he never writes in. So we got to cherish this because this could be the last email we ever get. So let, let's hope not. But if it is, I got to frame this one. So here we All go. Right. Indiana Jones in the case of the empire with the quartz head of doom and gloom featuring tan's dimensional aliens. All kidding aside, it's not a terrible movie. It's not very good, but it's a, it, but it's fair from unwatchable. Uh, the far from unwatchable. Op- but it's far from unwatchable. Thank you. The opening of the movie feels like old Indy right up until he gets blown out of the nuclear explosion by hiding in a fridge. It's at this point you see that the makers of the film have gone with the idea that they need to go bigger to succeed in restarting this franchise. This method would prove to be a mistake to many as we are hoping for good, not big. Fun trivia for the day. The whole idea of climbing into a lead-lin fridge and getting blown up with a nuke was originally written into early drafts of Back to the Future before the DeLorean was a time machine. This is true. Marty used the nuke, nuking the fridge technique to get back to 1985 at the end of the movie. I guess bad ideas are hard to kill. I understand the idea that since the movie is set in the 50s and at the time the country was digging sci-fi and so it makes sense to work in a sci-fi element into the story, but it never felt really right. I don't feel like it fit into the world that Dr. Jones had built with the previous movies. It didn't help that the first tomb we managed to get him into felt more like a cheap set than anything we had in the previous movies. I do like the idea of him having a son he never knew about, which I do as well. I like that it's Marion that is his mother. That is also a plus. What I don't like is that someone thought it would be cool to make him a monkey whisperer and outrace a speeding car as if he were Tarzan. Amen. Dude, I feel the hate coming because I like this scene. So (laughs) another example of going too big and losing what makes this franchise cool. I'll also add that I like the beef in the role. Uh, While he's crazy now, he was never terrible in his performances. I think a lot of the hate that this movie gets isn't because it's actually as bad as everyone thinks it is, but because we as fans of the franchise feel cheated by giving us and our beloved franchise a very mediocre send-off, and that's the biggest crime in my eyes. Peace out, gents, Jason.
3: That's exactly it, man. It's not as bad as everyone says it is, but it's not as good as we wanted it to be.
2: Yeah. It's true, man. Um, I I have to agree, man. Really great email. Thank you guys so much for writing in, man. It's a good times, man. I kind of feel bad that I like the the CGI jungle scene, I guess. Hey, if you love it, you love it, man. It just kind of reminds me a little bit of the rundown. I really like that jungle sequence and stuff. But I think it's just I was in the moment. I was having fun, you know, and I was just like, yeah, it's cool. I'm thinking this isn't Jumanji, you know. So I stick by it. I like it. So there you go. So, That's it, sir, for our email. Should we get into uh, what movie am I? Sure. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Nobody steps on a church in my town. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. I shot him six times.
0: I I shot him in the heart. Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, I gotta see some serious... I'm Batman. Let's go.
2: Thanks. All right, sir. So, uh, we got one apiece because, you know, we haven't missed last week. So, uh, so we're, we're, we're tied at 2 2. Yes, we are. We are tied at 2 and 2. So, I am interested to see if we have any stumps here. So, why don't you go first, sir? <laughs>
3: Thanks.
2: Let's see what you have for me today, sir.
3: All right. let's see the setup on this one. All right. Uh, this, is, this is kind of top off the top of the head, but let's do this.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> Masuda's favorite scene in all of film history. Why? What's going on? Uh, you, sir, posted on the STL Nation, sir.
3: You know, I do know how to... I'm multifaceted, <laughs> so you love oh, monkeys. What am I gonna? I'm not gonna argue with you because you love monkeys and Shia LaBeou swinging through trees with them.
2: That's cool. So good, man.
3: All right, let's see. Where I gotta get back in my space now? Gotta get. All right, so here we go. This is your. This is this is your 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 test here. All right. Okay. Here we go. So we have two gentlemen. They are standing in this area, kind of at the top of a cliff. And there is a hand-to-hand combat fight going on. Uh, One of these gentlemen is obviously much stronger and dominating the fight when he gets put into a sleeper hold, taken to the ground, and knocked out. What movie am I?
2: (laughs) They're at the top of a cliff?
3: They're at the top of a cliff. There's a fight There's this area, and there's a... A hand-to-hand fist fight going down. One man is obviously stronger than the other and is showing signs of dominating this fight when suddenly a sleeper hold is applied and he goes down.
2: Man, that's close to Roadhouse, but that doesn't happen. uh, That happens by water, not on a cliff, but that's almost the exact same scene. That's what I was thinking of.
3: Oh, if, it, if I was doing Roadhouse, it would be a scene of, of Tai Chi being done in tidy whities. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, top of a cliff! Wow. And I've seen this one, right? Sure oh yes, is? I'm positive. Wow. Okay, I need one clue.
3: Uh, let's see. The clue. Uh, the beginning of the scene is started by a a large boulder being thrown at the at the one man from out of nowhere. And uh, the 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 stronger individual says that uh, he's not used to fighting one man at a time.
2: Wow, I I you yeah, I have no idea.
3: All right, the larger individual is former wrestler Andre the Giant. You lose. Yeah, you are stumped. The movie is The Princess Bride. Oh,
2: I know you've seen it cuz you hate it. I hate that movie. I know. That's uh oh, fair enough, sir. So, you got a point.
3: No, I, you just don't you just don't get one there. Right. 2-2 two, two, two still, right? Right,
2: right, exactly.
3: There we go. Correct.
2: I I don't get a point. We're still 2-2. Two, two. So, if you miss this, we're still tied. If you get it, then it's 3-2. Oh, oh, there's
3: a lot of pressure on me, right? All
2: right. All right. Okay, you ready?
3: Okay. Yep. Think I'm ready. So,
2: so. we start off And in this sequence, we have a guy, pretty cool guy, Mm. and he's smoking a cigarette.
3: Oh, very cool.
2: And he is about ready to have a race. Mm -hmm. And he gets in the car, and he is about ready to race this guy to the end of a cliff. Mm. And they go. We got some cool music playing. Everything's set up. Everything's cool. And the guy uh, next to him jumps out of his car, chickens out. So he's like, "Cool, I won the race." He's about ready to jump out, and his hand is stuck to the steering wheel, mm-hmm. and he goes off the cliff. Yes. What movie am I? Is this movie The Wraith? It is not. <clears throat> it's the Heavenly Kid. Ah, oh, boo! <laughs> That's the beginning of the movie, man. Is. Uh, his handcuff gets stuck to the steering wheel. I shot too quick. He goes uh. off and he's like, oh, shit. And then, yeah. And then Jason Gedrick and him at the end do the same oh, thing. So man,
3: I can't believe I couldn't take advantage of that.
2: Man, pull ahead. I so thought you were getting that, dude. The only thing I didn't tell you is that they were fighting. They were racing because the guy made a pass at his girl. Because it's 1950s, and we just talked the movie in the 1950s. This is true. So I was like, yeah, you're so going to get this. That's two movies with Jason Gedrick I got you with. You're just going at it. The Gedrick <laughs> movies, man. Oh, man. So two and two, baby. I missed and you missed. This is getting good, son. Big whiffs. Wow. That was good. All right, sir. Good job, man. I can't wait for next week, man, to see... If uh, we stump again, good times.
3: I'm going to study up my Jason Gedrick over the week, I'll tell you
2: that. All right, sir. Are you ready to roll into the music spotlight? Of course. All right, let's do it. Okay, sir, so I got a perfect music spotlight uh, for this one. So here's the thing. Uh, I figured since this movie in particular that we just reviewed has been cold to a lot of people in their mind and in their hearts, I figured it would make sense to do some crossfade cold. Hmm. What do you think, sir? It's interesting. You know what song that is, right? I'm trying to hear it in my head, and I That's can't. That's when it goes... Uh, I never meant to be so cold, you know, looking back. I can't wait to hear it. Looking back at me. Oh. Sing it. Okay, hold on. All right,
3: here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I never meant to be so cold. I never meant to be so cold. When I really meant to say is I'm sorry about the way. I never made I
3: need sense. a little bit more than that.
2: Come on, man. I can't sing. That's why it's a crowd hour, man, so people <laughs> can hear it. <laughs> You'll hear it, sir. I got it. It makes sense, man. It, it makes you feel cold watching this movie because of what it does to the franchise. So there you go. So you I like it. It puts like, it on ice. Yeah. So And then after that, I'm going to play the rap remix with the girl. It's awesome. So. Ooh. So, sir, that is it, man. Now, here's the thing, sir, I want to talk to you about before uh, we do our next movie review because True Lies won the vote for the next movie. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we're going to do some quick change. So those are the next two movies coming up, which I'm super excited for. So, sir, after that, I really want to do some Revenge of the Nerds 1 and 2. But you said they're terrible movies. I sure hope you're just playing with me, sir. What was you were like I
3: said, I hate those movies. Yeah. I never want to watch them again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I left it at that, which is a jerk move. Yeah. When you're texting with somebody, you, you really,
2: Didn't... you really pissed me off, dude. I, I really was furious with you. I,
3: I did just leave it like that till the next day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then I mentioned uh, I was watching The Legend of Billy Jean. Oh, that movie sucks too. That movie sucks too. <laughs> yeah. So I I want to do some uh, Revenge of the Nerds one and two after we get done with. Quick change, man. Perfect one-two punch because that song was in uh, the Underground Hour, the last episode. So uh, you you like some Revenge of the Nerds 1 and 2, right, sir?
3: I think I've seen them.
2: Yeah, come on. Are we
3: man. doing them in two separate episodes? Yeah,
2: or? yeah, two separate episodes, Revenge okay. of the Nerds 1 and then number 2 because they're they're great movies and, and number 3 and 4, 5, and 6 don't exist. So we're just <laughs> doing 1 and 2. So what do you think, son? <laughs> I'm in, pops. You're in? <laughs> Don't oh. call me Junior. All right. Good times. So I forgot. There is another movie I was going to ask you about if you want to do. But uh, let me see. What was that?
3: The one that you texted me?
2: Yeah. What was The one that,
3: that I said sucked oh, as well?
2: Big with Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah. That you hate Big. Oh, <sighs> God. That's terrible. Oh, man. So Revenge of the Nerds 1 and 2 and Big is what we are doing after quick change. There you I go. I guess. Yeah. If you seriously don't like Big, man, I'm going to have to shoot you, man.
3: What's What's the problem? I have to like big.
2: You don't like big Tom I Hanks.
3: I guess we'll have to find out. huh? We'll, well find out in a couple of months.
2: We am going to find out <laughs> offline, man, if you really uh, like this movie or not. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I guess you'll have to tune in a few weeks to find out. So <laughs>
3: Tune in in six weeks and you'll find out.
2: So in the meantime, uh, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. Next week will be true lies. So make sure you write in for that. Yeah. You can do that at stlpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, it's gonna be super fun the return of Schwarzenegger, James Cameron, some beautiful Jamie Lee Curtis and the beautiful Tia Carrera. It's gonna be. And the beautiful
3: uh, oh, I blew it. <laughs>
2: and you, the be- you don't want to say Elijah Dusku because she's a she's a little kid in this movie, so that's kind of no. it's kind of wrong. So. I
3: just I just choked on his name. And the beautiful Tom Arnold. Oh,
2: yeah, oh man. he has some of the best lines. It's great. And then, uh, oh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. That's right. Dumb and Dumber is after Quick Change. So we have True Lies, Quick Change, and Dumb and Dumber. And then we could do.
3: a full summer of just oh, banging man. out great movies. It, at some
2: point, we got to do summer school, too, because we promised that like last year.
3: Did we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. We made a lot of promises to a lot of listeners about movies. It's true. Yeah.
2: Hey, Dude, we're, we're getting there, man. It just, get around to it. We'll get to Better Off Dead sometime before this thing is done. It's true. It's true. And uh, I'm really excited for the next Underground Hour because I got two back-to-back. I got the top 10 Avril Lavigne and the top 10 Stank episodes coming out, man. That's going to be super fun. And I know you, you're not a big Avril fan, but I Mm -hmm. promise you, sir, you're going to like this episode because I picked some gems a lot of people haven't heard that uh, is a different style for her. So I think you're really going to dig it, sir. All right. And uh, then... Uh, for those of you who listen to Make Some Noise, you heard the skillet episode. Well, the next episode that comes the same day as Avril and Hoopastank is the top 10 flyleaf episode. So go check that episode out. I've officially converted everything over from CCP over to MSN. And uh, so if you want to check that out, you can go to stlpodcast.com. And all the links are there for every show on Stitcher and Twitter. Uh, all CCP stuff got switched over to STL MSN. So if you follow the, S- the old CCP stuff, that all got switched over there. Uh, if you don't, you can go there to get the links to everything. And then, of course, you can find Mr. Jameson over at Movie Mojo Monthly yeah, and Real Films Podcast. Uh, yes. And uh, hopefully we got some new episodes coming from you, sir. Is that true?
3: We, uh, we we just dropped one Real Films, and we have another Real Films Podcast coming out Uh in the next couple of days, I guess. And, uh, Oof. yeah. Awesome. A- always new content coming out. <laughs> Can't stop talking into this microphone.
2: It's true, sir. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a wrap, man. Uh, I, th- I had a lot of fun doing the series, man. It was good times, man. Good, man. Good. Um, it was
3: fun rewatching it for, for a purpose. Cause I I've seen these movies, especially the first three, uh, I don't know how many times a hundred times. It's fun watching them with a, with a, with a purpose and new set instead of just kind of seeing them. I like watching them, so it yeah. was, that was fun.
2: It's cool, man. I I'm excited to see um, what the next movie will be in the, in this series because, like we said, it's going to be like a two year series on the road to 200. Uh, but I uh, we have some movies picked out. But uh, do we know what movie we want to do next for you know classic movies I haven't seen?
3: Well, what do we have on the list? What oh, do we have? Yeah, well, we have, a, we have some Better Off Dead, right?
2: Uh, Better Off Dead, which mm-hmm. is a big fan favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen King's it. I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I am all cool for Better Off Dead because I heard the song. The sound, you know, I got requested Underground Hour for that song, and it was awesome. Uh, which should be cool. I feel
3: like I should be writing these down as we go along through all these that just kind of naturally come up that you haven't seen this movie.
2: Yeah. Like Schindler's list is, would be awesome, but I don't want to be depressed on that. Let's episode. not do that,
3: but we should put big Lebowski on the list.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause I got stumped on that one.
3: No.
2: Uh, so yeah, definitely that one, I think maybe better off dead.
3: Uh, I, I, I concur.
2: Yeah, maybe, we, yeah, we'll do that as the next classic movies. As hasn't seen, mm-hmm. I'm excited to check that one out. So do you have, uh, anything, sir, for the nation? Or all your uh, movie motion monthly fans that listen to us.
3: Hey, I hope you enjoyed me tweet bombing the other night during the Oscars. <laughs> I sent out like a hundred tweets that night,
2: dude. You were ridiculous, man. You were blowing up my feed. You and Jason, man, it was crazy. I yeah, I,
3: uh, I I went through three large Monster Energy drinks and was just going. It was a good time. It was fun. So. Uh, and we picked up a lot of nice follows from people and, uh, that was a good time. <laughs>
2: so,
3: <laughs> yeah. So, but go over, check out, check out, uh, the, uh, movie mojo and check out real films. Um, we got some good stuff going on. So
2: excellent. Yeah, well, yeah. well, as always, sir, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to our next episode next week. All goes well. And then this weekend be on the lookout for the two underground hour episodes Uh, actually three music shows because I'll have the Flyleaf one on the other side. So it's going to be a jam-packed weekend after you hear some Indiana Jones, man. You get to jam some tunes, and then we're back with some true lies talking some Arnold. We're always in your ear holes. Oh, man. Should we get Arnold on for that episode, sir? We might. (laughs) I I don't know. He might might quote some kindergarten cop again. I don't know.
3: (laughs) He doesn't know where he
2: is. Wrong movie. All right, man. Well, you uh, you guys... Take care, I guess, and uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Like Jason said, it is so hard to close out a podcast. People don't realize how hard it is when is. You're just oh, like, what the hell do I want to say?
3: You want to hear, just real quick before you cut, you want to hear a bad closing, listen to the upcoming Real Films <laughs> podcast where I choked and threw it to my co-host to close, unbeknownst to him that was a that was a nice fumble job
2: dude i did that to you like two weeks ago you're like yeah yeah i got nothing man. <laughs> <laughs> i was like take it home buddy he's like ah oh <laughs> uh, yeah oh man i can't wait for that so yeah awesome all right man well thank you as always and all my listeners thank you all the love and support means the whole world to me and uh you guys are amazing so hope you guys enjoyed this episode catch you on the next one and in the meantime, you guys take care. is out. Hold on. Let me pull up my notes here, son. Let me pull up my notes.
3: Woo-hoo. Meanwhile, I'm scrolling at movies trying to find one I can do a scene for.
2: <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. I didn't have time to put this up, so give me a second here. Mm-hmm.
3: Gotta find a movie you haven't seen. Guaranteed Stump.
2: Yeah, I got one for you, I think. <laughs> Make sure I've seen it this time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So, are you ready? You ready, sir? Anytime you are. From that would be. Oh my gosh. Deal with it, folks. I'm getting there. I have a lot of email addresses now. <laughs> so many people contacting me. Oh my gosh, where did this go? Uh huh. I don't know if I'm going to edit this out or not because I'm lazy.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't do any work. <laughs>
2: So, why don't you go first, sir? <laughs> Thanks. Because I don't have one yet. Yeah. Me neither. All right. Hold on. Let me think here. let see. i got to go through with some mm-hmm. things in my head. Oh, boy. Which movie do I want to pick? Man, I'm going to have to edit this crap out man.
3: Yeah, this has got to go. <laughs>
2: this is just nothing. The yet. other stuff was funny.
3: It's a whole bunch
2: of nothing. Yeah, we got to act like we know what we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Um,
3: All right. I don't even know if you've seen, no, you have seen this. You've talked about it. Okay. Okay. I got it. Let me see which way, which way. All
2: right. <laughs> Make some noise. And, uh, Hey, can we talk offline for a second? What's up? So some jerk off, he gave me a bad rating. What well, Should I talk about there? I don't know. How bad was it? <laughs> It was one star.
3: Oh, what a jerk! I know,
2: right? Anyways, haters are gonna hate, and uh, that's how it is, man. You know that, that, that people just uh, they don't know good music. I guess is, is the case.
3: Hey, at least you draw an opinion from people.
2: It's true, man.
3: Good or bad. <laughs>